Are you looking for a trusted property insurance partner to help your business grow and stay resilient? FM Global uses science, data, and research to help you make informed decisions. By working together, FM Global can help you grow your company with confidence and deliver the protection and expertise you need to thrive. We're also here to help you navigate the complex world of ESG. We'll work with you to identify and mitigate risks related to natural disasters and offer solutions that contribute to a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It's Summer Ray, and the best page on Instagram for wrestling news is the Wrestling Classic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic. Just near back for the TWC show live on Dash Radio every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. We've got a ton to talk about this week. We've had a pay-per-view, a Raw, a SmackDown, and NXT, all that other stuff. But before we get there, let me guys let me introduce you guys to my co-hosts this week. Once again, Devin's still at work, so i got two co-hosts, my friends from the Dropkick Podcast. Rickham and Daniel, what's going on, guys? What's up, we're man? Great, man. We're, we're up? glad to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on here with me to shoot the shit, make some NXT predictions and whatnot. Um, first things first, though, before we get into everything, big week for you guys. You guys just recently did an interview with Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got, you know, got quoted in a lot of places because Rob Van Dam yeah. dropped on your guys' <laughs> show. Why don't you give us a little bit more details about that? Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, we actually had Rob Van Dam appear on the Dropkick podcast for an interview where we interview people about professional wrestling and mental health and a lot of other things. So we had him on. We spoke about a variety of things, his wrestling career, you know, when he sees himself hanging up the boots, who he'd like to be inducted into the Hall of Fame if that day comes in the WWE for for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about cannabis is cannabis products of course because it's rob van dam and it was just a great conversation i think yeah, where it started 100%. catching fire because i've seen it on different sites like sports Kita and bleacher report and things like that some places caught up on rob van dam wanting to be inducted into the hall of fame by paul Heyman when the time yeah. comes mm-hmm. and then some caught up on we had asked him when he sees himself retiring and he says he said probably before he's 51 yeah, so, how old is he right now 49 he's 49 yeah oh okay mm-hmm. yeah. so he probably wants one last like mini run in the wwe or something he probably right? does because he yeah. left impact right like yeah like last week or something and we stopped dropped the interview and like people were like yo he's gonna come back you know aw rumors start forming <laughs> so like I would, I wouldn't mind seeing him in AEW without a doubt. Like maybe like mm-hmm. a Jeff Cobb situation where he comes has like one feud yeah. or a couple appearances or something. I think that'd be 
insane. It's a bummer that the whole TNT title open challenge is gone because Raw yeah. Van Damme oh, would have been a, yeah. a hell of a name to come out for something like That's that. That's so true, yeah. But I feel like he has to go have that one last run in the WWE and then get inducted in the Hall of Fame. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, one I last think, Mr. Monday Night run. That would be yeah. absolutely, man, absolutely. He deserves it. You know, he's on top of his game right now, and I think that CBD money's coming in. I think, <laughs> like, it's true, man. Like, he's killing it right now. Like, he was talking to us about it, and he was so passionate about it. You know what I mean? And he's a, he's yeah. a big, you know, uh, believer in all of that. So, absolutely, man. I mean, he could have like. I don't know if he could have the same characters impact in oh, WWE with no Katie way. Forbes. <laughs> no. I feel like he could roll it with roll with Katie Forbes into the into AEW, which is the biggest difference. Yeah, that, that's exactly. true. Yeah, but I don't know what happens to her now. Is she staying in Impact or is she leaving too? She left. I'm pretty as well, sure I'm they're sure. both leaving. Because mm-hmm. he 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 at first he said probably before fifty one. Then he's like, who knows? Maybe I could end up like one of those guys who sometimes takes the boots off the shelf but if i were to guess i'd probably go with the 51 answer okay so this is the thing he's 49 he has two years he can do a short run in aw and then go back to the w whatnot i do think rob van dam might end up being one of those guys though that yeah he might be retired from full time being on anything but i could see him making surprise appearances i can see rob van dam being like 54 being a surprise entrant in the royal rumble or something oh Dude, Rob Van Dam at 54, Vince calls him up for some Saudi money. It's going to happen. That's what I mean. Like, I, like, when he says that, like, I think he is going to be one of those guys. I don't think he's going to be wrestling when he's 60 or something. But I think oh, with, throughout his 50s, he, he might lace up those boots again for a one-off here and there. Guys, I don't, I don't see that on the table. For sure, yeah. You gotta remember, he's an ECW guy, and ECW guys like, dude, they wrestle till they're like, you know, seventy or. Tommy Dreamer still out there. Sabu was doing stuff what? Till like a Sabu's couple of years insane. ago. Sabu is insane. Yeah, I think New Jack is still wrestling. New I'm Jack not... is still wrestling. <laughs> he just announced he's got a show on like October thirty. Yeah, or he's something. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's out there. It's crazy, man. Yeah. But anyways, moving on from that though, like, where can people listen to the Dropkick Podcast? And also, who are some guests that you guys have previously had on the show? Absolutely, man. So a lot of guests that we've had on the show, they range from, as we said earlier, Rob Van Dam. Recently, we had a conversation with Ken Shamrock. We've had Tyson Kidd on, uh, Fred Rosser, a.k.a. Darren Young, PJ Black, a.k.a. Justin Gabriel. A lot of people, Georgia Smith, Diana Hart Smith, TJP, the, the list goes on. And where you can listen to this, because this isn't just a podcast about pro wrestling. It's about mental health. We like spreading awareness to end the stigma against mental health. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot of these guests have actually like touched on a lot of stories that they've gone through. We even had Justin on for a very yeah. good conversation, <laughs> a two-parter. So you guys can check that out. Uh, they're all on my YouTube channel if you want face cam, which is the VP show. Then, of course, the Dropkick podcast is available on Spotify, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, almost and possibly everywhere you find you can find your podcasts. Absolutely. So, yeah, make sure to yeah, check yeah. that out. So also, make sure you guys go and subscribe. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, um speaking of the podcast, we have Jimmy Jacobs coming on tomorrow. And yeah. I can't wait for that man. He had so much like to talk about and we really Such got a good episode. episode. And yeah. you know what man? Oh, you guys already recorded it that means yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, for yeah. sure. Because I'm like, if you're going to talk to Jimmy Jacobs about mental health, like, that is the guy to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was yeah. a very, His very perspectives good of life, it's like, for those of you crazy. that don't know Jimmy Jacobs, yeah. uh, 
used to work in Ring of Honor as a wrestler. He's part of the Age of the Fall with Tyler Black and the rest of them. He was a writer for the WWE. I think he's currently writing for Impact. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, he has the, he had his own podcast. I don't know if he still has it, but he was he had his own, he has his own podcast, which is really good. And he had a lot of great conversations with people that they also just talked about life generally. And I used to enjoy listening to it because like it wasn't really the, yeah they talked wrestling, but they just talked about life. And life it was just, like, different yeah. perspectives and just you know look people kind of like reflecting on the life and like how they grew as a person and what they learned and how they see things. And you know he sure. went through a hard time when it came to drugs and stuff throughout his life. So like. He had a yeah. lot of revelations and stuff like that. So I think this will be a tremendous episode, man. I'm Absolutely. Nice, man. I, I can't wait for uh, people to actually relate to it because uh, we got into a lot of things like psychedelics and, you know, the perspectives and things and also controlling your narrative. Shout out to EC3. <laughs> yeah, such but, a uh, great perspective yeah, on life. We went about, I think we went about an hour with him. So it was a, mm -hmm. it was a very good episode. So I'll so, check it out. Other than Rob Van Dam and, say, Jimmy Jacobs, and, of course, myself, as I'm just joking, though, who <laughs> has been, like, one of your favorite interviews to have? Yeah, Honestly, <laughs> well, I can tell you one of the most outgoing and best guests out there that we have definitely had would be Brian Pillman Jr. Because, oh, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we spoke with this guy for a while. We actually went past our interview time, and then he took an extra 10, 15 minutes just to talk to mm -hmm. us because we both want to be professional wrestlers, giving us advice. I, I DM him for advice here and there, expecting like a one word answer. This guy will send me a whole paragraph. Like Brian <laughs> Pillman Jr absolutely the man then so many people have helped us out including justin georgia smith sweetheart such a, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, so. such a nice person it's and uh, i shouldn't be saying that because uh, i also know brian and he's the man too i didn't jump in for that one i should probably jumped in for that one too brian pillman's a man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i jumped in for georgia then the crap i didn't jump in for brian <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh Fred Ross or Darren Young, that's kind of like when we Great, first dude. like popped off the most because that was when he had spoken on some uh, Nexus news. PJ yeah, Black yeah. was our very first one. I'd say if, apart from the big names, some really standouts that I would say are, well, Brian Pillman Jr. is a pretty big name, but for the casual wrestling fan, they may not know who he is. You can check that out. Georgia well, Smith. He's, he's Brian Pillman's son for those yeah. who are like the yeah. fans, if that makes yeah. sense. More. Yeah, yeah relevant to you all if you guys don't know he's been on AEW dark a ton i think he even was on dynamite one week but it was on dynamite yeah. yeah yeah georgia smith was uh an amazing one her mother diana hart smith that was a very good mental health one yeah. and then of We're course chris I, Van Vliet's mother, don't chris forget Van Vliet, definitely chris Van Vliet is also great dude. Been there. such a great dude and then Man, yeah, Chris Van Vliet's the man. And then the Voros twins who have recently been trending. Oh, Davinky? Yeah, Davinky. We actually had them on about like, I want to say two or three. A week weeks. Before, yeah, 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 before that started trending. And yeah. I, I've known those guys since uh, like 2015 when uh, I, I was already the wrestling classic. It was a year into the page. And they reached out to me like, hey, man, we love your page. Isn't that like you should come up to one of the ECCW shows? And I hadn't gone to an ECCW show maybe in like five or six years at that point. I don't know. I forgot about it, to be honest, that there's local wrestling here. And uh, I've seen them from like when they were just starting off and just learning to see how far they've come. As talent, they've gone got, gotten way better than when I first saw them. But this Da Vinci thing, holy smokes. I saw it. I thought it was funny. But for me, it was like, oh, just the Royals being the Royals. Like, this is who they are. And then I started like, 
creeping the page one. I'm like, yo, this stuff got over. Then I saw them on like James Corden, and I'm like, what? Crazy, these guys are so mainstream now, and it's so funny. The thing that makes me laugh at this trend the most, though, is to see all the mainstream people who like kind of like down talking shit on wrestling and saying, How do people believe this stuff is real when like 90% of fans don't? Mm -hmm. Falling for the trick and thinking they legitimately believe uh, it said to Vinky. You know what, man? Okay, I'm okay. Let's let's back up for a second here. There's a ton that obviously now I think I think like they're playing dumb and like don't get me wrong. They know that two days is 48 hours, and I feel like they're trying to recreate that magic. But knowing them personally, I'm not gonna lie. I think they might have actually read that as Davinci. <laughs> that does make it. <laughs> I'm better. not. I'm not even trying to be like. I'm not trying to like. Like I think the rest of it because they've been trying to like recreate it and they've been like doing more and then acting dumb about it. But I genuinely think, knowing them personally and knowing who they are and where they've come from, and that's not a down, but they're just like almost like English as their second language, to be honest, because they're Hungarian. And yeah. like they like it here, basically, uh, from what I know, like them reading that and actually saying to Vinky, like I think that one was natural. And I think really? that's why it caught off like the way it did, because <laughs> that one was real. Like, and I think people could sense like the da Vinky at the same time, da like you can't. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them they've done since then, I feel have been like them trying to replicate oh definitely the 48 hours one it still made me crack up because they're like how many hours in a day 36 48 how are we supposed to know (laughs) da vinci like because i can see someone that if the english is the second language like you're not going to say da vinci like they probably just read as da vinci and and i genuinely think they thought it said da vinci they probably thought the moment after they recorded that like oh i think it's da vinci or da vinci like but i think in the moment they both read as da vinci Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's so funny and uh, it's not even me trying to keep kayfabe here like i genuinely think they read that as da vinci from personal i think i think it is one for them you know what i mean now they're like you know out there in the mainstream like i think mia khalifa was reacting to and i was like bro and it's like a trend like and everyone's using it for like everybody's uh, using that sound. a weird trend though like it's where it's, it does it's not even about like the davinky thing now it's more yeah like, some people that doesn't even make sense it's really <laughs> No, they write on it like, oh, when this happens, and they say Davinci when something else happens. I'm like, that's, I don't know, I don't know how TikTok yeah. works, how that started, but I, I just, I, I'm happy for them. I think mm-hmm. they're dope. I know how long they've been doing this wrestling thing. I know how long, you know, they've even gone to the Ring of Honor tryouts. They've had a WWE tryout. Like, yeah. they've been hustling hard since uh, even before I met them because they were already wrestling by the time I met them. Mm-hmm. And um, who would think that it wasn't their wrestling that got them over? <laughs> 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 And that's the thing that you know. The other thing that makes me kind of sad is like, yeah, people will hear about it and they'll figure out who started it and they'll go search them up and stuff. But it's like, man, only if James Corden knew they were wrestlers. You yeah, know? or if they even just okay. mentioned that, like, that, like a lot of these people that are probably using it or on TikTok probably don't even know that these guys are wrestlers. Like, yeah, man, honestly. And I think that's the hardest part. I've always, um, yeah. it's the I've always well, thought they'd get signed by like AEW in the future. I don't know why. I've just been seeing. Yeah, I could now. totally see them being those type of guys that show up on Dark one week and we're like, "What the hell?" I think yeah. the pandemic's stopping that. I think it's hard to like let Canadian talent go work down there yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely uh, once this, whenever this whole like border lockdown stops and the pandemic calms down, I could almost promise you they'll end up in Dark by twenty twenty two. 
if they don't get signed somewhere else they'd end up on dark by 2022 and then eventually maybe other places because i've seen a lot of people and that's one thing i'll have to say about AEW. i'll give them credit for is man like i haven't i started watching dark properly again maybe like four weeks or like a month ago something i actually started watching every week i'm like and the reason i appreciate it so much is one i do think they have way too many matches every week on that show like they need to cut it down by like two three matches because at some point i'm just like this is this is over. This doesn't need to be an hour and thirty minutes. This needs to be an yeah. hour. Somebody tell them that this just needs to be an hour or less, you know. But um, yeah. uh, I like the fact that they give opportunities to talent that you know mm-hmm. are independent wrestlers out there that are trying to grind, and this gives them that little bit of oh, yeah. exposure to a different audience. You know, Absolutely. I've I've friends out there like uh, you know Joey Joe Alonzo's been on there, flying Brian Pillman's been on there. You know, we've seen yeah. a lot of people. That, and even like that, who's that guy that was on there recently? Benjamin Carter, Ben Carter. I didn't even Benjamin, know who he yeah. was. Yeah, I don't he's know who blowing was, up. But I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. And you know, Brian Pullman Jr. even mentioned Dark on our show speaking about it. He's like, he doesn't like it necessarily because fans will treat Dark like it's like kind of like a downfall for a wrestler. He'll be like, why is this guy on Dark? Why is this guy on Dark? He said, yeah, yeah and, he, and he said, he said, my my name is Brian Pillman Jr. I am the son of Brian Pillman telling you I have no issue wrestling on YouTube in front of 200, 300 to 500,000 people per week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a different perspective for a bunch of people. Like, I know it, it's helped a lot of people. And I pop because I've seen a couple guys that, uh, I've seen at indie shows show up on Dark. Like Kevin yeah. Blackwood recently, the guy who had the blue hair. Uh, I, I've spoken to him a few times at Indie That's shows. another guy. I actually know yeah. him really well. He used to follow the old original Wrestling Classic page for years. I've actually talked to him when he appeared on Dark and stuff to you, congratulating him. But that's what I mean. Like, there's guys yeah. that I know of, and I'm like, oh, now they're on Dark. I said Joe Alonzo and Brian Pimmer was the first two that came to my head, but I know there's been other ones. Yeah, other there's so many, man. There's actually so many. Yeah. But I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they showed up on there and I'm like, yo, this is dope. You know, it's like, it's, this is great exposure. Yeah. For them. And for anyone that doesn't watch AEW dark, trust me, it's, it's, uh, if you're like me where I do love a good wrestling match as next as a, as much as the next person. And I, and I do enjoy dark and I do enjoy a lot of the matches on there, but I am a guy that also really loves storylines and promos and oh, stuff. Me too. It's yeah. literally just wrestling match after wrestling match, 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 with maybe some cuts to like a video package and a 30 exactly. second backstage yeah. segment. But like, that's why I'm like, it's great. But, uh, you know, after watching like five matches, when it gets to like the sixth, seventh, and eighth match, I'm skipping a few because it's too many. But yeah. like, <laughs> then I get to the point where I'm like, I don't care about watching this match. I don't care about watching that match. But yeah. to that point, like it's it is really good, and you get some bangers on there. Like for those people that are like, oh man, like Santana and Ortiz, they never wrestle on Dynamite that often. They wrestle on Dark. A lot of the never guys that do on Dynamite, but they're not on there. They're usually on Dark, and yeah, some of them might be like what. Others might consider squash matches, but they're still good matches. They're good yeah. stuff, yeah. Absolutely. You know, like, they're still, like, if you were, like, like, I was, as a kid growing up, a big Macho Man fan, a big Bret Hart fan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind watching them have matches on Superstars, the wrestling channel, yeah. or whatnot, even if it was a squash match, because I enjoyed watching them wrestle. Yeah. You know, I don't it's, mind. If you enjoy matches, watching someone yeah. wrestle, like, you'll see them on dark and it's still like a good match. That's you know? true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah definitely. I, I, I don't mind the short, shorter paced matches either. I mean, obviously I think I can, I think we can all agree Goldberg should not have beaten the fiend at all, but Goldberg in his prime, man, like that was very entertaining. A hundred percent. I'm with you, man. 
Okay, let's talk about uh, NXT TakeOver that's coming up this weekend. So we got to make predictions before we just talk about whatever else in this week. But before we get into that one more time, guys, make sure you guys go subscribe to the Dropkick Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatnot. You can check them out on YouTube, too, on Vikram's channel. And, yeah, man, do the thing, man. They've had amazing guests. Like, they've been killing it and securing these guests. I know how hard these guys work and how passionate they are about these interviews. They prepare, they research, and they have good conversations with people, man. And I think I don't – like, the fact that you've had Rob Van Dam, you've had Ken Shamrock, you've had Tyson Kidd, you've had um, TJP, you've had Flying Brian. Like, the, the list of names are going to get only going to get better. And listen, man, I love Chris Van Vliet. I love Alicia, too. But I say this about – a lot of people, I'm like, there's always room for everyone, man. You guys are moving up in those ranks to get those interviews down that people want to listen to, and hopefully, you know. Yeah, we try our best to stand out, man, and, you know, it's an honor because I've followed your page for years and finally be here now. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, man, definitely. It's definitely an honor, and I really appreciate that coming from someone like you who's, like, been in this game for a while, man. You guys are killing it better than I am on the interview front. I'll say that for sure. With the whole interview nah, thing, like, I've, I've started and stopped with interviews more times than you guys have probably had interviews. Like, you have only like 10 interviews. Actually, no, I guess the casual conversations lasted like 20. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's not, it's not my uh, biggest forte, but I, I think you guys are killing it. I think, once again, and I don't want to like go on about this forever, but the whole concept of yeah, talking to people that people look up to or like inspire to be like, you know, these are the wrestlers. A lot of people out there that are aspiring wrestlers and, you know, um, or just want to get in the business or succeed at whatever they're doing generally in life, even if it has nothing to do with wrestling. There's a lot of people with goals and aspirations out there and big dreams. And you're talking to people yeah. that have, you know, kind of achieved their dreams or reached a lot of their goals. And they're talking about mental health. And I think that's something that's really cool because, you know, when you're a dream chaser or a goal setter, it's really easy to fall into a dark place, get upset, get stressed, feel anxiety, get depressed, go through mood swings. Mm-hmm. And to hear other people that are have been successful in their careers and whatnot, hear them share their stories and their struggles and their mental health issues and the times they felt anxious or stressed or depressed or fallen down a rabbit hole of drugs and alcohol, like, it's something they can relate yeah, to. And like, oh, this is Rob Van Dam talking about the times he felt like crap. And he's Rob Van Dam, like you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah exactly, man. A really cool concept, man. But let's talk about NXT TakeOver. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, mainly for the main event, because I have been and always will be a Kyle O'Reilly fan. He's a yeah. hometown boy. He's literally, literally grew up 45 minutes away from where I live now and like 10 minutes away where I grew up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's going after the NXT World Championship against Finn Balor. Yes, sir. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about Kyle O'Reilly being the member of the Undisputed Era in this position? I love it. I think it's I think it's something different for NXT. Obviously, we've seen him have amazing singles matches before NXT and companies like ROH. But I think like this is his biggest chance to shine. And honestly, I this coming from a big Finn Balor fan, I want Kyle Kyle O'Reilly to win the NXT Championship. I think yes. it'll be. Is that so, your prediction? Yeah. Then are you going to go with Kyle O'Reilly? I'm not going to predict it. Oh, <laughs> I do the same thing. So I'm like, I wish I did this thing. I'm like, my gut thing is going to be this person if I was going to bet money on it. But if, yeah. it was up to me, if it was up to me, I'd pick this person. Yeah, if I, I was yeah. putting money up, Finn Balor's taking the win. But yeah. I, 
I would love to see Kyle O'Reilly win this. See what the Undisputed Era is like with someone else holding the NXT World How, you, how about you, Daniel? Uh, first of all, it's such good shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I would like to say, um, I think Balor takes away, and then um, Adam Cole is going to you know, pull a Triple H and attack the hell out of O'Reilly, and we get that Undisputed Era breakup, and then we get the O'Reilly and Adam Cole feud moving forward because I think – you know, Adam Cole has been kind of like that baby face we've seen recently, right? We've been getting those baby face vibes. And I think with uh, O'Reilly in the picture, in the title picture, um, the promo package, first of all, man, WWE kills with their promo packages, like top-notch stuff. But uh, back to the point, like, um, O'Reilly's going to come really close. And then, you know, Adam Cole's going to come down that ramp and, you know, We'll see what goes on from there. <laughs> so I'm gonna go, and I'm just gonna be different for fun because I like to compete with my uh, predictions. So, well, maybe this will be the one we're different. I'm gonna actually say Kyle O'Reilly. I agree with both of you that Finn's probably going to win. To be honest, <laughs> and, and, and uh, to uh, Daniel's point, first things first. I think the NXT promo packages are sometimes better than the ones in the main roster at times. I agree, absolutely. NXT. Uh, Cole and Gargano one. Yeah, the Ooh. stuff that they've been doing on NXT with promo packages. Sometimes I don't even remember some of the main roster promo packages in recent history. Do they even have them that often? They, okay, they I'll, do. I'll say this. I'll say this. The Paul Heyman with him narrating the Roman Reigns. Oh, those, those are really good. That about one? The heritage and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but nothing, it, nothing will touch classic 2014 Daniel Bryan with monster? a Matt monster. Oh my god. I shed a tear, bro. Never gets old. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> but I do think, back to the prediction, I do think that a lot of this is, you know, a curveball because they called Keith Lee to the main roster, Karrion Cross got hurt, and everything's kind of up in the air. So I don't think, like, I, I agree with Daniel, you could have Finn beat Kyle O'Reilly and you can still go into an Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly feud, which honestly, that's most likely what's going to happen. I think that is exactly what's going to happen. I'm just going to say, I would be okay with Kyle actually beating Finn. I would love it. And not pissing off Adam Cole. And then that being the reason why Adam Cole turns on him. And then Finn can maybe go back to the main roster after this goddamn draft. Exactly. uh, (laughs) um, Because honestly, what else is there left for Finn to do on the NXT now? And I know it's weird because who's left on NXT if Finn leaves? Exactly. yeah, I think I think the NXT guys have been called up like the Keith, the uh, you know what I mean, and Kevin Owens. I think he isn't doing anything really. Like the feud with Aleister Black, like sure it's their oh you know they repackage Aleister Black, but what what's it doing for Kevin Owens? You know what I mean? Honestly, you know now that you bring up the draft, I'm I'm gonna make a statement here. I think this NXT Championship match determines a big draft pick, and it determines. Who's going up to the main roster? I don't. If I don't Honest think NXT is uh, going up, or Finn Balor is going up, someone's going up. I feel like. If I Balor don't think Undisputed is going up as a group. I think they're breaking up on NXT. And this up. is the thing about Undisputed. I love Undisputed, and right now they're in a weird place because Fish and Roderick are still pretty much heels in the roles they're in. Adam Cole's been playing babyface since Pat McAfee. Kyle O'Reilly's kind of tweener babyface right now. Good guy against Finn. You know saying nice things about Adam, Adam saying nice things about Kyle O'Reilly, someone that has followed Future Shock for since back then, like I did as well, they have a tendency of getting together and breaking up and fighting each other. One of the first times I've seen Adam Cole live was in Dallas in 2016. I went to the Ring of Honor show, and that's when uh, it was Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. I feel like you have to go with this, and I don't think – and I know everybody, like, 
if they were going to bring Undisputed up in the main era, era on the main roster, then it should have been the way that Retribution came up there. But that's not the case. So that's not the case, man. I, I don't know, like what else you can do with them on the main roster. I think you can have them get back together, maybe on the main roster one day. But oh, yeah. oh yeah, I was I was about to say, don't get me started on Retribution, man. Yeah, we'll talk about the. But I, I'm gonna go with I. I so this is where I'm gonna go the opposite. My gut is telling me Finn Balor is gonna win, and it's what Daniel said and what you said, Vikram. But I'm gonna go with yeah. Roger, uh, Kyle Riley just to be a little bit different. Just go with it. Different. And if he does win, like, and then we also gonna remember, guys. There's been that little promo package of some champion, former champions gonna return after five years. That's like, true. Yeah. The thing that I'm thinking here is like, yeah, if Kyle loses and Kyle and Adam feud, then yeah, then maybe Finn versus whoever this person was. I th- before they said five years, I don't know when they said it, but someone pointed out to me it's like someone that hasn't been there for five years. Initially, I thought it was Bobby Roode, but we saw Bobby Roode return to Raw, so I'm gonna go with Bo Dallas. Um, that's what I was gonna say too. Has it really been five years since Bobby Roode was? No, it hasn't. I, and I thought oh. it was gonna be Bobby Roode at first, but then someone mentioned when I said Bobby Roode, they're like, oh no, no, it's someone that hasn't been there in five years. So I was like, oh. Then I'm like Bo Dallas. It's I was gonna say be... Sami Zayn, but he's kind of on SmackDown. Oh, it's gotta be Bo Dallas. Sami Zayn won the IC title. Pac yeah. is in AEW. Big E yeah. is gonna get pushed to the moon mm. on SmackDown. Unless the Monday Night Messiah is going there. <laughs> I won't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, man. No, it's gonna be Bo Dallas, and I think that's good for him because he needs to be repackaged. And like Finn, it's okay if someone goes back to NXT and they can prosper because yeah. Bo Dallas is doing nothing on the main roster. And they let go of Curtis Axel, right? He's been released. Yeah, he's been released. I'm pretty yeah. sure he has, man. So. Yeah. Why, why not have Bo Dallas go down there? And they need it down there, man. They need something going on NXT because they've lost a lot of their stars. Now you've lost like Dijak and Mia Yim and all these other people to Retribution, so mm-hmm. I don't know. You mean T-Bar and whatever. T-Bar. What's her name, What's her name again? And Flapnuts. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that's, that's that match. Um, other than that, let's move forward to the next match because I do want to talk about Slapnuts and stuff a little bit before we get off the air here. Uh, we have uh, Kashida versus Velveteen Dream in a single match. I'm just going to go with Kashida because Velveteen Dream's, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's been on NXT forever. I don't, what, I don't know, know, man. He's lost his like specialness to him. That I think. Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I was talking to Vic about this today. I'm like, yo, Velveteen Dream doesn't like, hit the same after because of you know obvious reasons. And I don't think he's ever going to recover from that, you know, no matter what. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I like Kashida, so. See, obviously, I'll probably go with Kushida too. Like, here, here's the deal, man. If obviously, I understand why they wouldn't draft him to the main roster right now because of like current circumstances with the Velveteen Dream. But man, yeah. if those weren't going on, man, I would have been like, put this, put this guy up there. You got Matt Riddle. You got Keith Lee. Put this guy up there. But it's like, I, I, I don't know. I really want to see him be successful. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's full and like, like we don't got to touch um, touch into like his situation, but. I, I just want to say I really hope he's innocent. I know it doesn't necessarily seem like it right now, but I, I'm just hoping for the best. But as for the prediction, yeah, I'll go with Kushida because Dream's been down there for, like, a long time. That's true, yeah. Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, okay. Here's my – I, I – really, I'm going with Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm – I have not enjoyed Santos Escobar's reign. He's a he's great in the ring. He, he's had some really good matches, but storyline wise, I feel like there hasn't been much there. Now I could be wrong because I don't I don't watch two hundred five live. But on NXT, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on NXT, <laughs> I haven't really seen much. And I honestly think, like, if we just went back, I think we would have benefited more if Drake Maverick won that tournament yeah. and won the cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I oh, think this is the guy that won the tournament. He's been champion for that long. Yeah, this yeah. Is the guy that won Swerve's the winning. I'm going with Swerve. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. Swerve's <laughs> my boy too, man. He's the man. And honestly, like, just put the yeah, straps on him. That guy's he's cool, man. Uh, Escobar's got his little crew. That was I was digging it for a bit. So I'm like, oh, cool little stable, but they haven't done anything that's really stood out to me. Yeah. yeah. Just six-man tags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Swerve and Breeze Angle. Yeah, Swerve. Yeah. <laughs> um, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm going to Candice LeRae. Okay. I think – yeah, I think she's going to win this. Now, I'm not going to spoil my, like, North American title. I think yeah, because – let's just do it. So we got Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. And we got right. Damian Priest versus Johnny right. Gargano. Do I, the couple, does the couple walk out with both belts right. or do they not? The couple no. walks out with one belt. I, mean, I think yeah. Candice LeRae will beat Io Shirai. Yeah. I think Io Shirai is going to be called up, actually, because I think the women's main roster, they need... But obviously, SmackDown's got Bailey and Sasha. That's going to be like a high... It, what's crazy, though, because... I mean, listen, I, I, I love Sasha Banks. Everybody yeah. knows that. I think Bailey's relevant because of Sasha Banks. I think everybody knows that. And, <laughs> but no, I will say this. <laughs> I will say, we'll talk about that in a second. I will say this, though. It is pretty damn lame that when you have Carmella clearly returning on SmackDown soon, and then yeah. you have, you know, Lacey Evans and Naomi, who I think is hurt or something, and you have Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss is doing some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm going to take back what I said because Alexa Bliss is doing some cool stuff. But it does feel like SmackDown is a roster of, like, three people. And it's like Alexa, Sasha, and Bailey. I don't care for yeah. Nikki Cross. Carmella's coming back, so they're just vignettes. She's not there yet. They, it feels like a smaller roster than it really is. Now we just saw Mandy and Dana show up on Raw, so it's kind of just like it feels like nobody's on SmackDown besides Sasha, Bailey, and Alexa. That's yeah, true, and yeah. I think I think Io Shirai would be a great fit. And yeah, and in order to do that, I feel like I we can't have everybody come up with a championship from NXT. Yeah, so. and I and I do feel like the 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 roster for the NXT women is pretty still strong without EO. I, I think NXT you got, you got Dakota, you got Raquel, you got Rhea. I think NXT has had the best women's roster for like a long time now. Yeah, and now they're pushing Zia Lee and they're pushing, you know, Casey and Caden. Like it's pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think 
this should, this should be Candice LeRae's moment, you know. She's mm-hmm. been in NXT for a while. As a babyface, I always wanted to see her win the title. It looks like the heel turn's working for her. In my opinion, it's working a lot better for her than it is for Johnny Gargano. Yeah. That's why I'd have Damian Priest win. Cause, all right, here's the deal. Johnny Gargano was my favorite on NXT when he was a babyface. And when he turned heel, first of all, he's just a natural face. <laughs> but also, I don't understand what's his motive. I understand you want both championships, but building NXT in the Gargano way. This guy's been healed for months, and I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> nothing he's done matters to me this year. Sorry, like, not, I agree. Like, there's nothing he's done that was relevant. Like, to your point, Candice has the heel turn worked better for her, turning yeah. on Tegan, turning on whatever. You know, like it, it makes sense. It's a different look. Like, Johnny has a heel. Like, it almost makes it. Maybe it's a good thing because he's dislikable as a heel, but it's not like the good dislikable. It's just like I just don't care about you. Okay. <laughs> they did that uh, one final beat match with Champa, which I which I did enjoy. But when they were building to that, even then Gargano didn't feel like the heel to me. Although he costed Champa the match. You know what would have been better if Champa came back as a goddamn babyface and feuded this heel Gargano for a little bit, yeah, ten million thousand times. But it seems like almost everybody's heel in the next. Yeah, because that would have been better. Because when Gargano turned on. Champa, to me, that didn't, as, although it was supposed to be a heel turn, to me, that didn't feel like that. That felt like redemption. Like, this guy, yeah. this guy threw this dude's wedding ring in the crowd in the middle of a match. Gargano still hasn't gotten his proper redemption mm-hmm. at, at that point, of course. So, one final yeah. beat, he finally did. I think it would have been great to have heel Champa come back. Well, they, you know what? Rewind for a second. Because I know we talked a lot about, oh, what about Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly feuding each other, da 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 didn't Kyle O'Reilly kind of confront Ciampa last week? Not he this did. week, but last week. He did. It was like, yeah. Two, Does two Ciampa cost Kyle the match? I hope I so. not. I hope it's Adam Cole. <laughs> I feel like it'd be cool, but. Man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I forgot Ciampa's even down there. Because I'm like, oh, the NXT roster. But he is. All he's, doing is all he's doing is beating up Jake Atlas, and he didn't even do nothing this week. He's kind of just there, honestly. He's not, you know, in the main feud or anything. So, you know what? Not that yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, now that you bring that up, maybe Ciampa's the guy who costs, you know, O'Reilly the title. And then we get that mini feud, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, man. I do think Undisputed is going to split eventually, though. Eventually, they're going to split. Oh, yeah. No doubt like- in mind. But like speaking of Champa, he turned heel right after returning from the loss to Karrion Cross. And yeah. the other day, I was just thinking this in my head. I haven't even told anybody this, but I was like, the Fiend changes everybody he beats on the main roster. So far, Killer or Karrion Cross has beaten one like really top name, Champa. Then he beat Keith Lee, and I guess in a way, Keith Lee changed with his theme song. His attitude on the main roster is a little bit different. What if by the time Karrion Cross comes up to the main roster and we have everybody who he's defeated, like in a big way, change? And yeah, they join Retribution. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And and then you can see yeah, technically Dijak change. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you could have the Bane. You could have the. You could have the big feud. I'm trying to sell Karrion Cross versus the Fiend. Right I love now. Karrion Cross. I miss Karrion Cross. When he comes back, he's going to come and he's going to beat Finn, whoever the hell the champion is. But I don't think the change thing is his thing. I think it's a Fiend thing. I think the only person that really changed was Ciampa. Yeah. Because Keith Lee didn't really change. They just have to. He didn't really change. He just got yeah. fucked up. His music got fucked. His outfit got fucked. And then they put him in a feud with Rand Jordan and Drew McIntyre where he was like, 
He was like the third wheel of it, honestly. Yeah, he was the third wheel. Well, like, yeah, yeah, he got that big win over Randy Orton, but then what? And then what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clash of Champions, speaking about Randy Orton, how'd you guys feel about it? I thought it was great. Great match. Great, great uh, cameos by uh, HB Shizzle, Ric Flair, Christian. Who else? Well, tried to kill Randy Orton, HB Shizzle. He pushed him off an ambulance. That's not very like safe. Do you want, working environment. <laughs> do you all right, okay. you want a really hot take on Clash of Champions? What? I think this is the best WWE pay-per-view they have done during the entire quarantine era. I, I like I, I can't disagree, but I can't agree. Like some of the mania stuff was good, but it was just crappy because yeah. it was in that venue. Yeah, and there's like literally nobody there. It's just, you might be, you might be right. I think from top to bottom, I enjoyed the whole show. Because the Triple Threat ladder match was a banger. The rightful champion won. Sami Zayn. Yeah, my buddy watched the Triple Threat ladder match with me. He doesn't even watch wrestling at all. Yeah, he was so invested in that match. I was before. five two and two in my predictions for that show. The only ones <laughs> I was wrong about was let me tell you right now. I was wrong about uh, I was wrong about Andrade and Garza winning the tag belts. I thought they were going to win because I'm like they faced these guys for the tag titles. Garza got injured now. I think yeah, Garza got hurt and they didn't win. And you know, I'm, I, I just I wanted Garza and Andrade to win the titles at least yeah. once before they broke up. And then I was also wrong yeah. about. Oh, I said Randy Orton was going to win the title here because this was the way that you could protect Drew McIntyre. So because I if you put Drew McIntyre in the ambulance, he doesn't get pinned. He doesn't really. Yeah, I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to claim more himself into the ambulance. The only against the door thing that I like. I like the whole cameo thing, and I like the whole fact that the next night on Raw we had Randy Orton attack those legends backstage with his <laughs> night vision goggles and stuff like that was creative. A lot of people hate on them, but I'm like, listen, man, they, they did something creative. And Randy Orton. I liked it. I yeah, liked and Randy Orton's a big Call of Duty video game player now, so he was probably all for it. He probably pitched it. <laughs> like, I'm with yeah. it. And honestly, there's only the only downfall about that beating is is that when he went in there and turned off the lights, like I would have liked to hear like Big Show or somebody like make some noise, like yeah, like, right. I'm gonna get you, Randy. Like oh, like you know, make a sound like something's <laughs> happening. Right. Right. I think right. better sound. Eff- I think better sound effects would have happened too, because at some point it didn't really sound like a steel chair hitting someone. It it like, 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 like a cartoon, like a, a cartoon punch to the face sometimes. Yeah, um, but I, I like the, I like the whole follow up, and I'm okay with Randy. I, I, I I'm kind of over. I'm kind of over Randy versus Drew, but I'm okay with them facing each other again if that's the case. And Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind it, and. The only thing, the only thing about the cameos during the ambulance match that I, that just annoyed me was they were all so good. But you know what I was waiting for? Edge. Edge. I'm like, yeah. all right, when is this guy? I thought he so was gonna pop out the ambulance doors at one point. There was a point spear. where I thought Edge was gonna hit him. Uh, yeah, he was gonna hit Randy with a spear by the ambulance. It never happened. That's what I thought too, yeah. yeah, or or I thought Orton would win and then Edge would come out as like the driver. And the only thing I didn't like though, and they addressed it the next night Raw, thankfully. Is that it did make it almost seem like Drew couldn't be Randy alone. Drew on his own, exactly. Yeah. You know, like there was many times where was like, Randy had this match one, but there's Shawn Michaels, there's this person, there's that person. It's like it didn't look good for Drew, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I've really enjoyed Drew McIntyre's run. Um, I wouldn't be mad if Orton didn't get the title, but I think at this point, when he's had two matches already. Now yeah. you're gonna have a third one. At this point, you have to do it, or else this is all just a waste of time. How do you guys feel about our tribal chief beating up Jey Uso in a really good oh. match? I thought that was probably one of the best storytelling matches I've seen since maybe the bone. You know, that was match. that was insanity. That was amazing. 
This is the most I've cared about Roman Reigns in like a couple of years. The greatest call to turn him heel. He should have been a heel. Oh, it's the one thing that John Cena never did that Roman can say he did now. Yeah. He, went, he, he was the mega baby face. He was the top guy. But he still went and decided to go a little heel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ro- Cena never did that. And they'll always say, oh, it was because there wasn't another guy that could be the top guy. Or he sold merchandise to kids and the cancer, you know, make a wish and all that stuff. Roman does all that stuff too, but like it just made sense. Like he needed to do it this. Made, it made more sense for Roman than Cena because I don't know. There was a lot of times in Cena. Cena's career. You guys, oh, are kids, I agree. Okay? You guys are kids. There was a lot of times that guy could have came back <laughs> and been a heel, and it would have been tremendous. But it just never happened. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I agree. I got like ten years on you guys, and you guys are living through an era <laughs> where someone actually should have turned heel and actually did. This is like when they used to chant "Rocky sucks" and The Rock actually turned heel. People booed yeah. their crap out of Roman, and now he's embracing it, saying, "Hey, guess what? Your girlfriend does think I'm hot, and I am better than you. <laughs> I'm the tribal chief. F you guys. Oh, Cena yeah. should have been doing that years ago. Oh, I, I, I agree. Creatively, it would have yeah. been. It should have happened creatively. I just think it was just. I know Roman does the Make a Wish stuff too, but Cena's was insanely like demanded. That's the only thing you for me. You probably wanted dude. to meet Cena when you were a kid. You probably like, I did. You I probably still, still want to meet. Cena, I was a man. teenager when Cena was on top, and I'm like, f this guy. Oh my god, that was my childhood. Cena was my Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't mine, man. He yeah. wasn't mine. He was like. <clears throat> He was like, I always say, I'm like, I think I became such a big Randy Orton and Edge and CM Punk fan because I hated John Cena so much. Oh, well, for me, it was always Cena and Edge, like, tied for me. Like, they're tied as my two favorites of all time just because that feud got me into wrestling. Yeah, that Untold, if people haven't, go watch that Untold. It was really good about their... Oh, it was so good. But Um, how do you guys feel about the Tribal Chief? I'm gay, man. I like this new... I'm glad he dropped the chest protector. He did not need no more. (laughs) For this... Away, he's looked from the shield since the shield. Everyone else has changed so much. Seth has changed like three, four times now from being yeah. Seth Rollins to burn it down to the Messiah. We saw Moxley change from, you know, he ran away after the shield. Like he was in his jeans. Now he's John Moxley somewhere else. Roman had technically been the same since 2014 when they broke up. This that's is the true. furthest away we've seen Roman from the shield. The that's only true. thing that's left is a the theme music, which mm-hmm. he also said is going to change pretty soon. Pretty soon, yeah. They have me so behind Jey Uso with this too. Such good storytelling. I felt like I was watching Rocky Four. Dude, I love, I love the Usos. I've always been an Uso fan, like of those two, and like I, I, and everyone does a lot of people like, oh, this needs to be a squash. I'm like, no, because this might be the only time he gets a shot at a singles world title. After, after I've seen this, some, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I don't care. I want Jey Uso to win the Royal Rumble. I want him to go away for a bit, win the Rumble. I want him to be the one to take the title off. The That's a hot take. That's a hot take. I really do. He, but he I can't trust promo. anything you say anymore because you said you were part of the chain gang. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Of course exactly. I'm a part of the chain gang, man. Of course. But <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll say that Tina should be the title of Roman. It just makes sense. That would be cool. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you have him take the title off uh, Roman? Cena? Or even better. Cena, yeah. Mr. You, you want... It's you been actually yeah, here's the deal. You Justin want Cena to tie Ric Flair's record? I want him to beat it. He already tied it. <laughs> Justin just Why, I, I, I respect the crap out of John Cena. I've grown to respect the living hell of him. I think from 2012 forward, he became a lot more tolerable. When he started like actually like losing to guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Kevin <laughs> Owens and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, when he was actually starting to lose, I was like, oh my God, he's actually not that bad. Um, but like, and I love the stuff he did with The Fiend and everything. I just. I don't. I, I don't think that's it, man. I don't know who should take the belt off him. I don't. I know he's gonna feud the fiend for a bit. I know he's gonna. The, you know the words swirling around is Rock Roman. Rock Roman at WrestleMania, but ah. I also don't think Rock Roman needs the belt. So exactly. I don't think they need the belt. Also, Biggie. Maybe Biggie beats him for the title. That's another one. I don't Biggie. know. Biggie. Biggie would be cool, but I just think Jay. Dude, the thing about Jay Uso. Do you see his promo on Friday? Right. It was good. It was, it was so good. That was like Dolph Ziggler. Ass. They like sold me on the match on Friday. And we don't get to talk about SmackDown on this show all the time because we always have to talk about the one that happened the week before because we, we would drop this on Fridays. But to that point, that's if for people that want to hear about SmackDown, like that promo that ended the show last week. Like I said they have only like two, three weeks to sell me on this Jey Uso versus Roman match, and they did it. And they actually made Jey Uso seem like a... And it was such a cool story because it's something that I think if you are someone that loves television shows and movies and you love things like The Last Kingdom, yeah. Thrones, or Sons of Anarchy, that whole, like, this guy's the captain of the team, but there's someone else that's on that team that thinks that they could be the captain. It's just, there, there was that thing there, you know, like that whole tribal chief, like, I take care of your family too. Like, that's why I'm in this spot. You're not yeah. you're not in this spot. You guys are great at what you guys do. You guys are that tag team. You guys kill it in that spot. I'm I'm supposed to be in this spot. And Jay's like, why can't I be that in that? Why can't I be? Dude, yeah. Oh. You made me and I'm like, yo, that makes so much sense because that's, you know, it's an older brother, younger brother situation in a sense. As of right now, obviously a lot of things can change from January, but I'm like currently just so dead set. I want to see this guy win the Royal Rumble so bad. That's how much that promo invested me. And then the match invested me even more. Because then uh, Roman was getting me heated, and that's that's what do we see. Because we saw we saw the other Uso come out. We saw Jimmy Uso come out, and uh, you know he's still injured, but he, he you know this is my thing. Like, do the Usos when Jimmy comes back, or do they still somewhat feud with Reigns? Because there is still a part of me that's like, okay, I know it can't happen this week. It can't happen this month. Maybe not till maybe January the Rumble time. But there's a part of me that's like, you got to get the Usos behind Roman again. You got to give him his tribe. You're sure, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heel faction, heel Samoan faction. You know, that would be really there, like you, yeah. And then the other question is if Brock comes back, not against Roman, please. <laughs> <laughs> not I don't want it either. Trust me, I saw that live twice. I'm just saying, like, Listen, I, I like Brock Lesnar. I, I do think he takes a lot of shit from people, but 
Just give him a different opponent than Roman Reigns. And you can get this do... Bobby Lashley match fine. And then what do you do with the Fiend? Because we saw Alexa after her meltdown on SmackDown stare Roman. The when he Fiend's was going to Raw, man. I yeah, love the Alexa. He's got to take Alexa with him because this whole yeah. evil Harley this, Quinn Alexa. Oh, yeah, this Alexa Joker Bliss is, is very like absolutely. Crazy. But you know what? You know what? Speaking of uh, your tribal chief, he uh, he kind of sh- I wouldn't say shit talked, but he uh, he talked about uh, fellow best in the world CM Punk like last week, and yeah. I kind of got heated on that. I'm like, bro, relax. you know what it is though? It makes sense because he's like, if you're gonna fight someone. That the like if I was gonna if I if I could choose a dream match like I want someone that the fans are invested into and like the fans even though he, even though even though he said a lot of people hate CM Punk you know and I, I don't know I can't find a lot of people that like him but like I don't know if that was a work or not see I don't know about oh uh, that's fair but I'm like CM Punk is someone that oh he, I don't he did what it, anybody yeah, says he, did he has a lot of hate he has a lot he, of hate even if he does feel this way about CM Punk oh. my dream match for CM Punk is AJ Styles. I don't, those two, I think, actually won't because I think the tension between them is actually Am real. Am I unfrozen? Yeah, I think the tension between them is actually real because Punk called AJ Styles a racist indirectly. Yeah. Which which I think is... I love Punk and I love Styles, but I disagree with Punk there. I think that was like... Oh, no, for sure. Un- I just, uncalled for. Yeah. And I think there is a lot of people that dislike CM Punk the way he left, the stuff he said after the fact. Um, he made a let's be honest, when I, I don't want to go into the weeds here or anything, but I think Roman Reigns getting getting and staying over with the crowd got a lot harder well, after when, on that Colt Cabana podcast and said that it was like Vince's thing about make Roman look strong, make Roman look strong to the point where when people realized that the WWE was trying to make Roman look strong, then we were against it. Like, like, I'm sure Roman does legitimately, like, have some disdain for Punk, but I think he made this public just for the heel heat. And I think it's genius. I think it were just, like, Jericho with his demo god stuff. Everybody gets so mad. I do want to just touch on AEW in a second, but I have one last thing I want to talk about when it comes to Raw yeah. and all this stuff. Sasha Banks showed up at Clash Champions in a neck race, and she attacked... Uh, Bailey, when you know Oscar answered Bailey's open challenge because Nikki Cross going to make the appearance, and I was five two and two because those two matches that didn't end up happening, which was Liv and Ruby against Nia and Shayna, and then Nikki versus Bailey wasn't the original match that didn't end up happening. But my point is, there was two things that bothered me about. And I love Sasha Banks. Obviously, I marked out when she showed up, and I know you're gonna you want to defend Bailey a little bit, so I'll we'll let you do that. We might end up talking about AEW in the little bit after an hour. So those of you that are listening on Dash Radio. I think you're just going to get the WWE talk. If you want to continue to listen to us talk a little bit about AEW, make sure that you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for an extra 10, 15 minutes where we talk about AEW because I think we're going to go in a little bit here about Sasha Banks and Bailey and this whole feud because I got a few things I want to say about it, and I'm also pretty sure Daniel wants to defend that that Bailey's not relevant just because of Sasha. But but to the point of Clash of Champions. So once again, guys. Listen to me. Listen to the TWC show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you want to hear about AEW. But speaking about class champions, the Sasha Banks thing. First things first, I think they brought Sasha back way too early after that attack. Oh, I agree. 100%. Second, second, I get it. Bailey got hit with a candlestick a bunch of times. She, you know, just had a, like a mini match with Oscar. But it kind of did bother me that, yo, this girl's in a neck brace and you're scared of her. Like, you know? Like, yeah. And it's like the attacks from behind with a neck brace on. Like, I agree. I think 
she should have just returned at the Royal Rumble and won. I don't know because this is my theory. Like, I do think they're gonna go into Hell in the Cell, which is gonna be great. I'm down with that, and I think that they're gonna have a great match. I do think this continues into next year. I think maybe one of them goes away because I thought Sasha. I, I agree. With, if you listen to the show two weeks ago, I'm like she should not come back till at least December or Survivor Series. You stump them, you know, and then maybe go to the Rumble, get a second. Like that was my thing, but I'm like, but I also predicted months ago. I'm like they're gonna end up in Hell in the Cell. Like these talking at Sasha's gonna be the first person that was in like four Hell in the Cell matches, and the only person that fought all members of the four horsewomen in Hell in the Cell matches. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I'm like, the, I think what should have had to happen at Clash Champions, I think Sasha coming out was fine and she should have attacked Bailey. But that, if there was ever a time to have officials and people run out there to break something up, that was it because that makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense than Bailey being scared and running away from Sasha. When she, like, dude, if I was Bailey and someone attacked me and they were in a neck brace, I would just rush the ring back with a steel chair and beat the crap out of that person. Cause I'm like, Hey, you're like at a disadvantage. But if officials came out there and broken up, broke it up and Mr. You know, you know, part-time GM Adam Pierce of every show came <laughs> out and broke things up. It would have made sense. Um, and I also think it's, if, the, if Hell in the Cell was the next pay-per-view, like I do think it's way too early to come back, but I do. What I do see happening is, I don't see Sasha winning Hell in the Cell, which hurts me to say because she hasn't won a Hell in the Cell match she's ever been in, even though she's been in like... She really should have won last year. Yeah, the whole Becky thing was... yeah. (laughs) This thing, if Sasha wins this year, I'm with it. I'll be full of joy. But I think Bailey retains. I think Bailey beats up Sasha again. I think Sasha actually goes away. And I think that we get... The Rumble win by Sasha. It's going to, dude, something crazy is going to happen. They're going to ride her off. And I think you're right. The blow-off match is going to happen at WrestleMania. 100%. It has to, man. And it has to be such a way like, now Sasha gets a title shot to the point where Bailey is like, oh, no, you don't get another one. Like, I gave you an opportunity. You didn't cut it. So she has to win the Rumble to get that opportunity. 100%. And she's going to start from number one. She's going to pull a Shawn Michaels or something. You know what I mean? And just you can even do a thing where like she gets drafted to Raw, but then she wins a rumble and then goes after that SmackDown title again. That that would even work as well. Yeah. Because then you separate them, but then when she actually wins, she's like, No, 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 no. I got unfinished business. I'm coming after you, Bailey. Yeah. That'd be really good, man. I yeah. Yeah, I think she should definitely win the Royal Rumble this year and finally get like a proper title run that she's deserved for exactly like, dude. so long because you can have Bailey laughing for weeks after the draft like ha 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 i got rid of sasha banks like she got drafted on the other show i'm still the champion and bailey i'm not a big bailey fan i think everything bailey's done on the main roster has been because she's sasha banks friend and i also think that since bailey's been on the main roster other than winning the women's tag team titles it made Sasha's stock fall heavily because Sasha was main eventing Raws and pay-per-views versus Charlotte and all this stuff. And then Bailey came to the main roster. And like a year later, they're on the, the May Young Battle Royal and the kickoff of WrestleMania. Like I I everything saw Bailey's like if you look at Bailey's main roster career, every achievement somewhere has Sasha involved in it. That's true. Yeah. I can't even argue yeah. with that. That's, you know that's what true. I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like in a and way, Sasha's in a in, sorry, not to yeah. but and also Sasha's always taken a step back for Bailey to achieve success. I, I agree. I I agree for the beginning of what you said. So <laughs> I agree that <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I agree that Sasha Banks helped Bailey become where she is now with her heel run, right? 
But at the same time, I think over time it reversed a little bit. So Sasha was like red hot when she came and feuded with Becky. And after she lost to Becky, which I don't, I, I didn't mind Becky's run. I just think Sasha Banks should have been the one to end it. Yeah. Sasha lost some fire there and Bailey gained it. Like, before. I don't think so. Even, let's go back. If Sasha did not come back, take off a wig, show that blue hair, and everyone was like, yeah, Sasha's going to kill Becky. Would Bailey's heel turn even been that effective if Sasha wasn't around her? Probably. I mean, she cut her hair. I, I think she it would have. She you know? changed because the lot, moment man. she turned, how did she turn heel? For her to even really officially turn heel, she joined in with Sasha to beat someone up with the chair, and then the next time she came no, on, on SmackDown, the moment she, the, the minute she turned heel is when she cut up all her yeah, belly but buddies. And there's because... children crying. On, <laughs> but it started with them beating up someone with the chair, her helping Sasha. Then she yeah, showed up a SmackDown and showed her hair. It yes, you're right. Sasha. Sasha helped Sasha took Bailey to the promised land for the women's tag team titles. Sasha helped Bailey was there when Bailey won her first women's title. You're on to something. And every time, every time they were about to break up, that time they were about to break up on Raw, that one time they had to go to counseling stuff, who turned then? Bailey. Sure. You know? Yeah. When they had that battle royal wrestling, and who tried to throw it who? Bailey tried to throw Sasha. That's true. Man, you're good. <laughs> you're, you're, you are really good. But and who's always been hot, consistently has been hot, and people have ha- been behind her, whether she was baby for seal. Sasha, who has had like an okay, iffy ride on wait, the Okay, hot. wait a second. Now, towards the end of 2019, going into 2020, that was where it kind of reversed a bit. Now, it did, at yeah. that point, not, it wasn't Sasha's fault, but at that point, I can't like, take you Sasha seriously. You're a John Cena fan. You probably thought John, John Cena's Cena amazing. Time, okay? Cena's like, amazing. John Cena's the greatest in the world. You probably think Bailey's the greatest in the world. No, no. Bailey, but no, um, I'm we're gonna continue, guy. <laughs> we're gonna continue this conversation, guys. But if you're listening to Dash Radio, this is where we're gonna sign off. We're gonna go to a quick break and we're gonna come back. We're gonna finish the Sasha Banks debate. We want to talk a little bit about AEW and then we're gonna wrap it up. But that's only for the people that are subscribed to the TWC show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Sovin, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. Type in TWC show, you can find it and you can hear the extended version of the show. I've been trying to keep these under an hour, but they keep going longer every time I have these, you know guest co-hosts on here because we end up getting into debates and stuff but other than that guys make sure you get subscribed to the twc show subscribe to the dropkick podcast check out twcshop.com and join us next week on dash radio the same time every saturday 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time and keep doing the thing Uh uh-huh dig it Hey everybody, it's a Wrestling Classic Justin here, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Maestro Classic. Maestro Classic is the best in beard care and is undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. It's sulfate-free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin, beard butter to condition. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conditioner and beard oil to help it shine. The products are available online at MaestroClassic.com and all of your target locations in the beard care aisles. Maestro Classic is the top brand in beard care game with a dedicated team on the road with the WWE, the 76ers, and NASCAR. If you always wondered how superstars such as Triple H, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kofi Kingston stay so perfectly groomed, it's Maestro Classic. Be sure to use my promo code TWC Maestro to save yourself 25% on all your online purchases. That is TWC Maestro. Dig it! Justin Dillon, a.k.a. The Wrestling Classic. This is John Cena, a.k.a. John Cena. Just want to say thanks so much for supporting Elbow Grease with Elbow Grease Fast Friends. Hope you enjoy. So anyways, if you guys are still tuned in, we are back. We're back, and we're going to continue talking about Sasha Banks and Bailey, and then we're going to talk a little bit about AEW. Um, for those of you that uh, – I think – I guess if you were listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I don't need to reintroduce Daniel and Vikram because you already listened to it on there. But uh, let's keep rolling. Let's keep talking. Uh, I was just talking about how Vikram is a John Cena fan, so his opinion about Bailey does not count. But <laughs> even though Cena and Sasha are basically the same breed, what? Boston people, what? Massachusetts, I mean, what are you talking? Don't ever compare Cena and Sasha. That's like okay. that's a blasphemy. Oh, yeah, the because Cena, because Cena's up goal. here, because Cena's up here. Sasha's great, but. <laughs> <laughs> she's not up here. If you want to compare Cena to any woman on the roster, it'd have to be Charlotte Flair. That's about it. Oh, don't don't get me started on Charlotte. Oh, I'm not a fan of Charlotte. I'm not a what? Charlotte Flair fan. So you like Bailey, but you don't like Charlotte. I like every single <laughs> member of the Four Horsemen more than Charlotte. Oh, so like, let's do this. Okay, let's do this. Uh, since I already kind of feel like I know you, what's your Four Horsemen ranking, Daniel? You're gonna rank them from oh, your favorite. Favorite for me? Yeah. Um, I used to like Becky, but like, I don't know anymore. So I'll go Sasha at one. You know, and um, Charlotte for two. Uh, Bailey and then Becky at four. So you said Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, and then Becky. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, you. Okay, honestly, you're, you're going to like me for this. I have Sasha at number one, too. I think she's the best one, too. I I have I like Bailey more than Becky, but just because of everything that Becky's done, I'm going to put Becky at number two. Bailey, three. Charlotte, four. I don't hate Charlotte. I'm just not a fan. I think, I think she's overrated by the fans. She's amazing in the ring, but that's just where I see the cutoff. 
I, I Sasha is number one from you, obviously. Then Charlotte Flair is number two. Yeah. Then Becky, and then Bailey's last because Bailey sucks at the main roster. Everything Bailey's done in the main roster is only because of Sasha Banks. <laughs> you hate her, huh? I don't hate it because I loved Bailey in NXT. I love the fact that we got to follow her character from the inception to her being the underdog and then finally when they're like, you know, hey, Bailey. Who? Yeah. Like, I'm all, I was all for it, man. And then mm-hmm. they brought her to the main roster. Like, we we're supposed to know who she is. But all right, but, yeah. but can you can you and then she sort of then she beat Charlotte's pay-per-view record and it's like why why? And then she was winning titles. Oh, like, no, she why? can beat the record. That's and fine. Then, and Who then, cares about Charlotte? Are you sure you don't hate Charlotte? <laughs> 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 At least I'm honest about my discussions. I'm not a Bailey fan on the main role. You're like, no, I don't hate her. Yeah, she's trash anyways. Like <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you don't like, like, like I don't even think she'd be on the like where does she rank on your favorite women of the current modern era? Oh yeah, my god. The so current the current era, bottom. All right, modern so like era? for Trish Lita, none of the Kelly Kelly, like I mean of the women today, like where does where was Charlotte rank? Could could AJ Lee make this list? Sure. It's a mod- all right. AJ Lee would be at the top. Yeah. I would probably put Sasha Banks at number two. Yeah. Right under her. Then I'd probably go like Becky Lynch, Bailey. Then we hit like Natalia. Then we hit like. Where's your tribe? Io Shirai, definitely. Oh, so many NXT women. Shayna Baszler, Asuka. Oh, Alexa Bliss yeah. is high up there for me too. She, yeah, she's really Alexa. good at what she does. Yeah. So yeah, the list goes on and on. Then Charlotte comes on. Charlotte's like number like. You, you know what John Cena is on my favorite wrestlers of all time list? What. I think he's like 50 or in the 60s. Actually, all right, let me put it this way. Charlotte, you say you don't like, you respect John Cena, you don't like him. That Charlotte for me is John Cena for you, okay? I only started liking John Cena when he started not being around that much. And he wasn't in the main event scene that much. Then I'm like, you know, I think I the best when John Cena. he was Cena, winning all the time, he was winning all the titles, I'm just I like. the best John Cena was 2006. That's when yeah, I started so. hitting him. I that was him. my favorite. <laughs> I was that behind was it when he Cena. won the title from JBL. I was like, this new theme, I'm with it. Let's go, Cena. Yeah, yeah. Then he got drafted to Raw and everything went downhill. I think <laughs> it went uphill. It just went down. Raw started to suck. I stopped watching WWE that regularly from 2007 to 2011. I, unfortunately, I watched Raw religiously because that's just what I did on Mondays. But mm-hmm. I didn't really watch the knockdown of the pay-per-views that frequently. And then CM Punk dropped a pipe bomb, and I was back in. And I was like, F this Cena guy. Let's F him up. Then he lost oh, our money in the bank. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world. This CM is- Punk was so like, man, I miss that guy. And then you know what pissed me off? Punk was champion, and Cena was main eventing all the goddamn shows. And I'm like, that's the draw right there. This goddamn John Cena guy. He's best. Punk is fighting. Goddamn Daniel Bryan and classics, but Cena's mean eventing with John Laurinaitis. All right, I agree with that. The John Laurinaitis matches, like whatever. And and I I do if I do was, agree with the Phil Brooks too, and I would have walked her too. Because I can't I can't be unfair here because I was saying the same thing about Roman a few years ago when. AJ Styles was champion, and Roman I absolutely, was show. positively, have never disliked Roman, and I can say that honestly. Oh, see, see, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I, I like him now. Even in 2019, I started to enjoy him more. But 2016 to like 2018, oh my god, 
No, my thing was I didn't care that they I like I never even had a problem and I, I'll be honest here like I remember being there at WrestleMania 32 and booing him just because everybody else was but I honestly did not dislike him like my <laughs> dislike for Cena was bad like my dislike for Cena was I remember uh, back in the day you could go watch I think I don't want to say every WWE pay per view but like Rumble WrestleMania Survivor Series and SummerSlam like you could go watch at the theaters right mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure like and there was like two three Royal Rumbles in a row. Where me and my younger cousin we'd go i take like it was like my me thing. and my dad would go yeah. yeah it was my thing to take him to the theater to go watch the rumble yeah that was the thing that i did you know i was working my little cousin was still in high school maybe a little bit younger at that point so i was like hey like, that was like our thing like, i'd take him to go watch the rumble at the theater and um i remember and he'll tell you the story because it's so funny i remember booing the crap out of cena in the theater because the thing about our theaters and wrestling events like people actually like would boo and like ah like yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, Cena, and this guy next to me was like, "Totally, you're getting mad at me." <laughs> he's like, "You know how much he does for people," and da 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 da. And then his dad was just kind of like, "Oh, he's he's mentally challenged or something." I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, Damn, like the, I really did not like John Cena. Like, I yeah. really like did. it's it's fair. What, what year was it? Well, yeah, like 2010. I think we can. I think we can put it this way: as people have been watching wrestling for a while, there always comes a point where there is a face of the company that you're not gonna like. Yeah. For you, Cena. For me, for me, at the time it was Roman. Now, but you know what the coincidence is? Let me tell you what the coincidence is. Because you are now my age when I did not like Cena. That's true, and I I didn't didn't like Roman (laughs) for like a long time. Now that I'm older and I see wrestling from a different perspective, especially after making the wrestling classic, I look at it way differently than like i will never sit there and be like i'm not gonna watch this and i and i kind of like I, I accept it a different way and i think you guys are gonna start getting like that too the more you do these interviews and you talk to rest you start kind of looking at it differently like you just want to watch it and enjoy it now enjoy it exactly yeah, yeah. Where, when you were just a fan and you weren't doing stuff and it's oh. talking to wrestlers and stuff it was easy for you to be like well fuck this guy you know what I mean? literally i don't exactly. look at like every single rumor every single news thing that would come out i knew everything and i honestly enjoy it more looking at it from a perspective of like not knowing everything that's yeah. going on and i'll give you a, well i want to finish my story was oh I, the thing about roman was the only thing I, I always thought roman made sense that he was the guy they were going for and they chose him and whatnot um and the only difference about now compared to the Cena era is like they did a really good job from like 2016 17 when that draft happened to make like the other show still seemed important where back then they still tried to make like smackdown went to fridays and it just didn't feel the same and they made it seem like the whole the whole thing was surrounded like cena was the main guy and everybody else was kind of just there where like now even though when roman's the main guy they make everyone else still kind of feel important and i think a part mm-hmm. of that is also women feel really important so even when i wasn't into what was happening with the guys at least i'm into what's happening with sasha and these people were back then the women weren't that oh, important yeah. and that crazy and then you just had cena pretty much running everything and it doesn't matter if batista and these guys were on smackdown because back mm-hmm. then they moved smackdown to fridays and i was in high school and i was out on friday so i didn't really watch smackdown i watched draw i watched tna draw, yeah. thursdays and that was it my thing about roman is I never disliked Roman. I thought he was the right guy. I think the way that, and it wasn't the shoving him down people's throats. It was the way they were trying to book him like he was supposed to be like Cena that pissed me off. Because I'm like, the thing right. that Roman did over to me was the fact that he was a badass Samoan. He didn't talk that much. When he was in the Shield, he, he when he talked, it was a few words. 
and they matter. You know what I mean? Seth and Dean yeah. were the talkers. Roman was a badass in the back. So when they made him go separately and they were trying to make him cut full-on promos and cut jokes and all you this You are stuff, a little suck-up yeah. sellout. Like, that's not Roman Reigns. So that's why, like, and there was glimmers. There was glimmers of, like, oh, badass Roman Reigns, like, leading into WrestleMania 32 when he was feeding with uh, Triple H. I'm like, oh, we're getting a little that bit was, of badass, a yeah. little bit badass Roman back. But every time <laughs> they went away from that, he started being cheesy Roman Roman again. Yeah. And then, you know, um, then you had the Cena feud where Cena pretty much just called him out on his flaws. Yes, you know? I loved it, man. That was, yeah. like, one of my favorite promos ever. And then he grilled him, man. Straight up grilled him. But you know, he grilled him. Mm-hmm. And, then you had him. and then you had the whole Undertaker thing where you thought, okay, the night after WrestleMania 33 or whatever it was, like, he should have turned heel then. Like, you just beat the Undertaker. Everyone hates you. He should have turned heel during the match. And then they had Braun attack him, and he was still a good guy feuding Braun. And then, to be honest with you, everything from then kind of seemed kind of blah. Yeah. And now he's back, and it's like, oh, now he's not talking that much. He does talk, but when he talks, what matters? matters. And he's a badass. This is how he should have been booked the whole time. Absolutely. The fans are going to start cheering him soon. Absolutely. But you know what? Let me tell you something right now. If he was a heel five years ago, he would have went to Hollywood by now. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. He's going to go Hollywood. He's going to go to Hollywood eventually. All, all I'm hoping is he doesn't go as early as Rock. I hope he s- sticks around kind of like yeah. Cena did. And then like by the time maybe he's like 40 or something. Yeah. I wish Cena kicked it like in 2009. Just like never came back. Nah, bro. He's too passionate <laughs> for that, man. You know what? You know what? He's not Rock and he's not Batista. So he didn't do it. Something about Fruity Pebbles, okay? My thing about wrestlers, okay. <laughs> you know I loved guys like the Macho Man and and Roddy Roddy Piper and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker and and even Batista is because they changed. That's true. They I evolved. agree. They changed the way they looked. They changed their attire. Like Taker was, you know, purple glove Taker to Gothic Taker to Ministry Taker to a biker. You know what I mean? Then there was a long span where Undertaker didn't change for a while, but even then he was changing his haircut, he was changing his beard, he was changing his WrestleMania attire. Like, change is a good thing. Piper always grew his hair, his hair went shorter. Brett went from being, like, a tag team guy to a singles guy to, like, turning heel on. Shawn Michaels went from being, like, boy toy to heel DX Shawn Michaels. Like, people to Cena was too formulaic for me. He was too much the same person for too long, and the yeah. only thing that ever changed were the color of his shirts. Yeah. Like, and that's what bothered me because nothing felt fresh, and it was the same promo every time he came out. And he was shooting someone. He would start off quiet, then he'd crack a couple of jokes, then he'd be yelling out of nowhere. Then he's using stuff like Make a Wish and Cancer Kids to make himself get over in his promos and all the stuff he does. And then he goes back down and gets serious. It was the same promo every time. But <laughs> like, you see. I, I, I agree with you to an extent. See, if I would have had Cena turn heel, you're right where it would have made sense within like the the end of the Ruthless Aggression era. I just think when they were waiting and waiting, it turned into like this guy was just too big of a staple in like the Make-A-Wishes and all that stuff. It, it would have been evil to turn this guy no, heel. No, it was Cena. Cena wanted to stay baby, and let me tell you why. Because you make more money when you're a baby no, face. When you're a bad guy, you don't make a lot of money because people aren't buying your merchandise. People don't want to see you. Not a lot of people are signing for your meet and greets. That guy made a shitload of money, thought nobody could take a spot. He didn't want to take the risk. I don't care Actually, what anyone I think Cena never wanted to take the risk. You I know what? Cena wanted it. Roman wanted he to take the it. risk. 
Roman, when he came back, he's like, dude, I've been pushing for this for so long. But see, see, here's the deal. Cena wanted it in 2006, and he wanted it in 2012. Mm-hmm. That the, these are the things that I've heard. In 2012 would have been perfect. Yeah, he had. You know, this guy. He actually made a whole new attire and everything. Did but he really? Because when he lost the Rock, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah. But but I I just think. I, I just think it would have been evil. I understand, like, yes, you need to, like, it really helps. It really helps to change, and it's, like, really good for your legacy. I just think if it would have happened in, like, 2009, that would have been the smartest decision. Because if you turned this guy heel in 2012, 13, 14, I just would have been, like, bro. And the whole, like, him beating the entire Nexus made me absolutely positive. I, I agree with that. that that's one where, I, as a Cena fan, I, I, like, I can't argue against that. The like, dude got fired and he came back and just beat them all up. Like, <laughs> like the Nexus is actually somewhat decently cool. They're not, like, Retribution or something. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Retribution, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of politics there. I think there's a lot of people there in those. Because I'm like, there's, there's different eras, right? Like, there was a group, which I would call, like, the last FCW NXT era, that they came up and they prospered. The Kevin Owens, the Seth Rollins, the New Day guys. Like, those guys prospered. But I'm like, there's a group of guys that I called the Cena era guys that never got to prosper because Cena was there. The Chris Masters, the Carlitos, the Dolph Ziggler's, the 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 all these. There's a group of talent that was there that were, no okay. matter how hard they tried, Ziggler got to prosper. Did he though? No, he didn't. You know what? Let me let me let me tell you something right now. I've been I've been I've been wanting to speak about Dolph Ziggler for a very long time. He should have been like a ten-time champion. Run. This man has I everything agree. in his like asset, man. Like this guy is star, and they just don't let him because. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Ziggler. Like, the, what, the, this is what I agree with you. I, I I really agree. I just think his downfall was after his Cena feud. Let me tell you something. Not, it's not like oh, I'm not saying that. It's not like you have a feud with Cena and then you fall. I'm just saying there was guys that were never gonna get an opportunity to be a top guy because Cena was on the top. Mm-hmm. There's a whole group of talent, a whole group, a whole class that never got to be like have the opportunities that the Kevin Owens and the Seth Rollins and the Romans and the Dean Ambrose's had because they were in that era where Cena was just running through everyone. If Dolph Ziggler came into NXT right now, this man would be... Exactly. Top, That's top my star. point. Star, Where's Carlito? Yeah. Where did Cody Rhodes go? What happened to, like, you know, this John Morris in the first time around? Because there was a well, group of people that were under Cena at the time that never... You know how Cena used to have that shirt, Rise Above Hate? There's, there's a bunch of wrestlers that should be wearing a shirt that said Rise Above Cena. Because <laughs> nobody was rising above <laughs> Cena. Like, you know what? Yeah, but... I think the Miz got lucky though. The Miz actually uh he made invented WrestleMania with Cena and he actually beat him. Not clean, but it's still a win, right? So okay, that I think too, like I was saying, it was after Nexus. I think it was after Nexus where they started being like, Okay, Miz, Punk, Miz Punk, Ziggler, yeah. let's give these guys up Alberto, let's give people opportunities. But everything prior to that was like if you were under Cena, you were screwed. The only other guys that shined were guys that were either there years before, like Edge. Or the other guys that were part of the 2002 class, which was like Gordon, Batista. Lesnar. It's also a thing where, like, how much of this is going to be on one guy at some point, and how much is it going to be on? It's on two guys. On it's it, it, it's got to be, <laughs> be on some of the wrestlers. I don't know, know if they were like, making like love, but he loved him. <laughs> some of these people who like, we say, oh, they could have prospered. They could have prospered. There's got to be a lot of them who it was you, their fault. You know, if, if, you know Cena, if Cena were on a cult, you would be in it because you drank the Kool-Aid, man. If, I if Cena used to, used to do cult. interviews, he'd be like, 
there's nobody here that seems like they could take my spot yet. I just don't need to step up yet. It's not you know what? I agree because nobody still hasn't <laughs> taken his spot. In reality, that's the truth. Nobody's nobody's that that draw. That oh Cena my was. god. Still, the company needs a new Cena. I wish like I was putting out the video because I want to be like, you can't see me right now because this is so bad. This is ridiculous. Dude, Take, you don't even deserve to wear a gender shirt. Gender is awesome. If, gender, if Cena was still on top when gender, gender won the title, not a chance. Never would have happened. Never would have happened. Yes, it you know, would have went to the back And he would have been like Hulk Hogan and he would have been like, that doesn't work for me, brother. Maybe he would have <laughs> beat him in the end, but he still would have he still would have gotten his chance of the title. Cena's just another level, man. This company needs a new guy like him. They do. I know what have I like Roman's what we have now. You know what I like what we have now? I like that we have we have a bunch, bunch of faces. Exactly. You have a exactly. one guy that's just running how, the show. Okay, but how much is this working? Is my question because the thing about yes, I get it can get repetitive with one guy running the show. But when you got one guy running the show, that's when you're drawing a lot. It is not even just in pro wrestling. With in MMA, you see no, guys like Conor McGregor. When Austin was running the show, The Rock was still getting over. Triple H was still getting over. Undertaker and Kane was still over. Mick Foley was still over. But Austin was the man. When well, Cena was running the show, yeah, but it, it was it was. You can say Edge and Randy Orton guys were over, but they were just eventually losing to Cena anyways. No, yeah. man, Edge and no, no, you know that's actually not true because that's like the, <laughs> you just gave it to me. You just put it in my hand. Austin was on top. Then you got big stars like Rock and Triple H. Cena was on top. You got your big stars like Orton. You got Edge. Cena never went away. <laughs> Austin got hit by a car and gone for a year, so that's why Triple H. Yes, because Cena stayed there forever, and the ratings. Everybody died. Cena was more passionate about being in the WWE than any other face of the company. Do you ever watch the Lion King? Do you watch the Lion King? Yes, of course I've watched. Do you ever go to Pride? Do you ever remember that scene where they come back to Pride Rock and Scar is taken over, and there's no more food for anybody else besides Scar? That is not. It's John Cena. John Cena was a heel the entire time. Cena had so much. Cena had more passion than any face of the company has, and probably ever will be. That's why he was there. Where did you get this Kool Aid from? <laughs> <laughs> He's the dude. Oh, you boy. cannot argue with me on Cena. We'll be here I all must night. Go. I, don't, I don't think Cena's. I don't go. even know if we can talk about AEW, but this is like you're on like some dark order level shit. If we speak about the goat conversation, here's the deal: we'll never have a firm number one pick of that's the goat but you have your valid picks like Cena, honestly okay. it, it's more valid to say the rock is the goat than it is <laughs> to say no way there there's more valid to say the rock is a goat than no way jose is like you don't right? even know who so Hulk i think Cena falls under that category where it is valid to say he's the goat it's valid it may not be true because there will never be a true answer Hogan, to a question Rick like that shaw michael red heart the Undertaker, the Macho Man, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, uh, John Cena. That's like number eleven. And Jordan, uh, so many. Chris Jericho, Bruno Sammartino, the Giant Baba, Antonio Inoki, <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> I think Bruno Sammartino. Oh my God! Don't tell me he froze. George Hackensmith. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> oh, we're finally back. See, hey, guess what? Guess, take... what, guess what Wade, Wade Barrett is these days? 
Uh, it is these days. Wait, wait. Is he on Inside the Ropes saying that he's commentating on NXT? To... But he, he probably would have been a bigger star if John Cena wait, wasn't around. Wait, no. I, I could have sworn he was on Inside Actual. the Ropes recently, saying he doesn't blame Cena for what happened because Cena didn't make the booking decision. Yeah, the he's, all... on pay- he's on payroll now. What, what do you oh, expect? Okay, to say? this was before the whole NXT commentary, man. Who's gonna talk shit about Cena? That guy's like John Cena's the Donald Trump of WWE. That guy's a no, he's not. People won't talk shit on Cena because Cena's just oh my god, man. Hey, listen, so... I like Cena now. I respect Cena. If I met Cena, I'd want to have a beer with Cena. I think he's a good dude. I liked him a lot better once I started seeing him on Total Divas because he was a true heel on that show and a dick. Which I'm like, yeah, there's a heel on Cena. He's a douchebag. But like, <laughs> foodie pebbles never give up. I love everybody. I'm like Barney John Cena. I was not a fan. Cena, mm-hmm. man, all I'm a fan of all Cenas. But like, <laughs> if you if you want to speak about, I'm a, I'm a fan of all John Cenas. Basically, we're staying up all night like, for this one. Chain gang. C Nation, all of them. Guys, I never expected this episode to be this long, but this is this is fire. <laughs> this is the best episode, man. This guy's living. This guy's living in a fantasy world. This is why I don't. I now the age gap is making this so. Like, it wasn't that prevalent before, but now it's so prevalent because listen, man. Everybody I knew. When I was a kid, they watched professional wrestling. They were all DX sockets, NWO two suites. We were in school doing this and the middle fingers and shit and hitting each other with stunners. And everybody would come to school the next day talking about what happened last night in wrestling. Oh, you know, stings coming from the rafters. Oh, Austin rode into the show with a Zamboni. Then I got a little bit older and everyone's like, yo, who's this Brock Lesnar guy? He's a beast. He's just running through everybody. Oh, yo, that Randy Orton legend killer shit. Like, that's so dope. Like, evolution, da 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 oh, And then it all cut off when Cena became the guy. All my friends stopped watching wrestling. Nobody gave a crap. I continue watching because I've been watching this kid. But everyone's like, yeah, just Cena so was the cheesy. last guy to make this. And you know what like else a huge draw, man. Just to be like, boom, like six point something, seven point. Oh, something. don't even. The ratings <laughs> only go like, down because of and the then, evolution. And then like when evolution the stuff was going, I was like three point something and two point something. And then Cena's that guy. Then I was like one point something. One point it something. is. It was not one point something for Cena. They were still like three point something. Yeah, don't even. Have, no, and this, this was this was the NBA playoffs. No, this was the NFL games. Now people are like, oh, just Cena's no. on TV. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not true because this is the age when they were depending on TV rings to make money and you know they're making a lot of it this guy brings in this guy makes like 20 million dollars just off his t-shirts man who cares (laughs) being a draw is being a draw man Making money because little kids are forcing their dads to take them to shows and be like, Dad, please buy me this stuff because (laughs) we all love Barney. And the dads are like, Man, I hate this Barney ass motherfucker. No, (laughs) the dads all love him too, man. It was only the it was only the rebellious, angsty teenage smarts at the time, which I was like two years ago with Roman, that didn't like Cena. That's what it was, man. This guy just always won. It was the most like because he's the best it's realistic you have the saddest day one of the saddest days and this was even after when i actually kind of tolerated scene i actually liked him a little bit i'm like you know he's not that bad Eh, that's all right because you know they started pushing guys like punk and brian i'm like oh you know cena's taking a back seat cool and then they had fucking Dwayne, who i'm a fan of don't worry i like Dwayne, but they had Dwayne come and beat punk for the wwe championship this was awesome 
This is a they have Cena win the Royal Rumble. This like, is a childhood. Exactly. No, stop. This is a childhood. Cena punch in a main event. No. You could have even let Punk beat The Rock and then lose him at Elimination Chamber if that's what you wanted. But Cena winning the Rumble in 2000. Yes, that was amazing. The redemption, oh. man. The passing of the torch at Mania 29. Oh. The only reason you have a problem with this is because CM Punk went on Cole Cabana's podcast and said he had a problem with it. No, That I, is the only no, reason. I, no, I had a problem with Cena main eventing every pay-per-view event while Punk was champion the entire time. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's I, 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 I will agree with that. I will and it's not my fault that before Punk left, he had to put over these young guys like no. Brock Lesnar and, and no, no, The Rock and The Undertaker. But like, I, I agree with you there. I I always think like if you got if you got to run like CM Punk was, Punk should have been the main event. But just like two years ago, now when you're older and you don't mind, you don't mind the top guy anymore. I don't mind Roman Reigns main eventing over AJ Styles' World Championship run. Even though Roman has no belt and people are chanting beat the traffic during his matches with Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. It's it's all an age. With Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar were okay. I don't hate Roman. Roman's not that bad. Oh, I no, don't I don't hate Roman a strong word. can be there and the fiend can be the champion. Roman can be there and AJ Styles can be the champion on the other show or or other yeah. things could be. But be they won't be made. They were at that time they weren't main eventing. Okay. The problem with Cena is Cena could be f- wrestling in a sling and he'll still be main eventing somehow. That's the stupidest. Oh, thing. It's because he's actual... a freaking real life Superman and comes back faster from injuries more than any other wrestler you can name. Because that's how much he loves this. Nobody would outwork that guy. That's another thing, man. Nobody would outwork him. Prime Cena would never get out work. You can't even argue. Yeah, I'm going to say AEW was an okay show this week, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of wrestling. Cool. Uh, shout out to Bobby Roode for returning. That was dope on Raw. Um, Great match, by the way. I like the fact that uh, what even happened? I can't even think now. I'm so dis- Cody, Ro- Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the Raw was, okay, it was fine. Cody Rhodes accepted the challenge. They got in a big brawl. I don't know what the fuck Brandy Rose is doing out there doing a moonsault <laughs> for no fucking reason. But then Anna Jay started kicking her ass. It's like Brandy just needs to get on TV somehow. Let me just come here and get involved in my husband's angle. But like... Exactly, yeah. That was out of place. And then the ball just kept going. Like, it just didn't stop. And I'm like, yo, it's over. <laughs> like, stop. I like Cody a lot, man. Yeah, I love Cody. Cody. He's the best promos, hands down. Cody yeah. and Moxley are like two of my John Moxley is my favorite in wrestling. Like, I love John Moxley, and I th- I really do like the Butcher. I think maybe this is just a me thing. Maybe I need to go back and watch the show. Maybe the match was better than I expected. I might have just been drained when I was watching it live. I just couldn't get into the match. That's fair enough to say. I enjoyed um, it. The thing I, with and I think the thing with AW for me is like it did feel like a lot of wrestling this week. It did. I, you know what's yeah. funny? I actually slept through it. I was like, dude, I can't do this. I feel drained, and I watched uh, AW and NXT the next day. It was just yeah. too much. I watched like, NXT the next day. And the thing is, and this is something I just say about wrestling overall, they just, it's like they, they tried too much for their weekly shows to put on good yeah. matches every week. Instead of like having decent matches and having the good matches at the pay-per-view. And this goes for WWE too. They try to do this sometimes too. What's like nothing feels important because like some Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen was a really good match. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, you know, four weeks from now I'm gonna forget about it. You're not gonna remember yeah, it exactly. I agree. And that's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? like, 
Remember that? Mm-hmm. You see that uh, parking lot brawl a few weeks ago with yeah. best friend. That oh. was so good. That, that was, was like paper quality. Parking lot brawl. I'm talking about like you had a really good singles match. Oh, even singles match. Yeah, I agree. See, and like if we if we touch on the main event again, uh, for me, like who was awake during it? I because <laughs> yeah, I, I I was awake. What, I did Cena show up? That's like. <laughs> Wow. You know what? Cody does give me some Cena vibes. Oh, oh, you, already did the Cena, you already did the Cena Sasha thing. Now you're going to kill Cody for me too? Who else? Who else? <laughs> MJF give you Cena vibes? No, nah, I don't see it in MJF. But basically, uh, well, I'm always wide awake for John Moxley because, like, yeah. even even when he was low, like, low on the card with Dean Ambrose, he, he was still my favorite, man. In WWE, when Cena went part time, Moxley was a guy that I like. I, I'm always yeah. been a guy who like has that one set favorite. So when makes they me did enjoy that, when they did that triple threat with Cena, Moxley, and uh, Styles. Oh, of course you... I was rooting for Cena. But let me let me put it this way: in 2016, <laughs> let me put it this way: during that time, I'd say Moxley was the guy who I'd be like, man, okay, if Cena's really like gonna end things off now, just give it to. Give it to Mox. But, like, I, I've always been a John Moxley guy. So, when he came to AEW, I've been hyped. And so, I'm always wide awake during his matches. His match with The Butcher was good, in my opinion. It's just a bit too predictable. Even though we know he's going to retain the title, I would have preferred him facing Pentagon Jr. or Ray Phoenix that night. I feel like yeah. that would have been cool. No, 100%. There was other matches that were on, like, Jericho and Hager faced... J- Jericho faced Isaiah Cassidy. That was uh, very good as well. I, that's a, that's why I think I died. Really? It well, just no. It just somewhere in the show. I just it, the match took a while. FTR versus Darby was great. Then FTR versus ST, SCU was great. And then at some point, I'm like, okay, now this is way too many, too many. Like you're trying to put too many like classic matches on one show. One show, yeah. You're killing me here, man. I need like a, I need a. I need a Zia Lee versus Katie Cross. I need like a like a squash match somewhere here. And I know they probably thought Orange Cassidy versus Ten was that, but that ended up being a decent match too. So I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> give me like a breather. Give me like a longer promo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do something creative here. Like the Britt Baker thing was a squash, I guess, but that was like the one women's match, and it was nice to have it. You know, Britt Baker was actually looked really good, and it was, it was solid. But I was just like. Yeah, you're too much at me at once. I don't know what to do here, man. <laughs> you know what really? I, I don't no. know if you caught this if you were still paying attention at this time, but when they had announced Kenny Omega's in that world title tournament, the way they built up this Kenny Omega and Hangman Page stuff has just been like so good because I feel so bad for Hangman now. He just got up and stormed off. Like mm-hmm. I, I like how they're building towards. This. I also love how Kenny keeps saying he's going to focus on a singles career and hasn't had a singles match since. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird, yeah. yeah. I think I, um, he's had on one, the, one, I think. And um, I also think there's a really weird thing going on in AEW where almost like it's a, one of those situations where like almost everyone like the FTR is heel, and then the Young Bucks action heelish, and then Kenny's kind of heel. But a while ago, it felt like Hangman was kind of heelish, mm-hmm. and then like Sean Spears is doing some weird crap. And I'm like, gonna tell Dark, you what's gonna. Dark happen. Order is a group of heels, and let's be real here. Like as much as Cody's a babyface, he's got like some heelish like <laughs> looking. Yeah. Like his hair color and everything, and I think you yeah, know, uh, seems like bad guys. Taz yeah. has a heel group. Lance Archer has a heel. Like, who are the baby faces? Orange Cassidy and the best friends. I think I think Hangman Page is gonna end up. They're they're gonna twist up when he cost the Young Bucks that match, and they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna say either 
Kenny or someone like made him do it and manipulated him to do it. I think Hangman Page is gonna be the top babyface to come out of this. I think Kenny Omega is gonna be the one to take that title off John Moxley. You, you would assume Moxley, as much as he's a babyface, I feel like he's also still in this weird category of his own. Where I don't really like think of him when I think about the rest of the card because you know he's just that guy on the top of the card that people face. But I'm like, below yeah. it, who do you have? SCU as babyfaces, Jurassic Express as babyfaces, and then. As, and then best friends in Orange so We got well. I feel like Darby Allen's Darby Allen's oh, yeah, been so yeah. some steam. And William Hobbs now. William Hobbs, Will Hobbs. Yeah, I'll, I, I dig him so far. I haven't seen enough of his like character work and promos, obviously, but in the ring so far, it's coming off. So I think MJF I think the man, I, I'd be for it, but I don't think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, here's here's what I think's gonna happen. Um, recently, Flying Brian, this is like a month ago, he talked about um a secret faction that's being built in AEW with Sean Spears and a couple other people, and it's in the works. He doesn't right know now, who. All he said was Sean Spears. All he said was Sean Spears. So you know what I mean. I think there's so many great possibilities, but like again, there are no good baby faces. Or I think there's, there's, no, I think should make there's a- not enough. I think they should make a no one feels like the top babyface besides Moxley. There's baby faces, but besides because even Hangman, Hangman has you're right is the biggest potential to be like the top babyface with this feud yeah. with Kenny and the Young Bucks of 110. percent But how do you get to the Young Bucks versus FTR if they're both heels? How do you like? Yeah. Like, and the thing with MJF that seems That's to be going on, they spent thinking. so much time with um, you know, the inner circle being like the the top heel faction. It almost seems like MJF is low key starting beef with Sammy Guevara indirectly. Yeah. In a little bit of a few oh. game for like you know mjf's trying to take sammy's spot in the inner circle and sammy's the only one that notices it you know what i mean like, maybe yeah. i i think what it's gonna end with is i think the sean spears faction like this is some brainstorming i think it's gonna be a four horsemen style thing well iron trademark the four horse or tried a file to trademark the four horsemen trademark they might not necessarily use the name i just think it'll be like a styled faction like that four horsemen Some, evolution yeah. like like going on like that I think we're going to see Sean Spears and FDR. FTR, and then it's going to be someone else, and it's either going to be a heel Cody or it'll be MJF. That's I, I really would want it to be MJF now that I think about it more. Me more. too. I, I think Cody's Cody, too Cody's good a, of a face. Wait, what are we going to do with Wardlow, though? He's too good of a face. Wardlow can be a bodyguard for them. Yeah, until he breaks out. Yeah, I feel like he could have a great baby face run. He reminds me of like old five Batista. 100%, but you had to wait for that. You have to wait for a while. And, also, MJF, and MJF needs his title shot against Moxley. And that's the other thing. Like, I'm probably going to piss off Vikram again, Mr. John Cena over here. <laughs> Hasn't like Moxley's title run kind of been underwhelming? No, not at all. It's been amazing. It's been I've okay. Enjoyed. It's been okay. I've enjoyed it. And think about this. It's been pretty good. But imagine all this stuff. Copy and paste. Sometimes we forget he's a champion. How man? How? You heard it right there, bro. Come on. Copy, copy and paste this, especially copy and paste this right in front of a crowd, dude. This I love a- John Moxie. I'm a Moxie fan. I when the Shield first debuted, I already knew who um Seth was because I knew Tyler Black. So like I already kind of was a Seth fan. That wasn't anything that was crazy. But like Roman was new to me, and Moxie was actually new to me. I never really saw Moxie in the Independence. I saw a couple of his promos on YouTube, but I've never actually saw him wrestle in the Independence. So when he came up as Dean Ambrose part of the Shield. I already like Seth, but Moxie, like Ambrose was my guy. Like he was my favorite out of those three guys. And I've been an Ambrose fan ever since. Like when he broke out of the shield, when he won the title, I marked out. Oh, I've too. always liked Ambrose. And I even liked it when he showed up to AEW. And I I like John Moxley. I really do. I just I, I don't other than his feud with MJF, like who, who Brody Lee thing was eh. 
I think for Brody, yeah. I think for here's I forgot he, I only even remember he even faced Brian Cage because I'm trying to think of the people oh, he Brian Cage was, I, I enjoyed the Brian Cage match a lot. It just felt very old school to me, just targeting the bicep. The Brody Lee match, I, I think, I think here's a deal, and I think here's why you would be saying this. I think it's because John Moxley is one of those guys where you're usually invested in their character and what storylines they're in. And recently during his run, I feel like his, <laughs> The in-ring wrestling has been amazing. It's just the storylines haven't been as long-term as they were with Omega and Jericho. But I still love the reign. I, I've enjoyed it. I think I think you'd be better chasing the title. I just, I don't that's, know. That's what I think, too. I feel like some people are just better off chasing the title than actually having it. Having a long reign. He's not a long reign guy. Because yeah. oh, no. there's so many things happening on that show that seem more important than whatever the hell he's doing. This whole Cody, Brody stuff. I feel like he still young feels, stuff, you feel like Adam Page Omega stuff. MJF, he's, whatever MJF does is important. Felt like the, oh yeah, Moxley's on the show too. He's felt like the most important thing to me since he's debuted, and even with the title, I'm always looking forward to the main event because he's in it. I oh, think we're different kind of fans. <laughs> I we are. I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly totally I'm different. To do. Totally. I'm the I'm the type of fan that like launches onto like one person and. You're like a top guy. Type. You're about the top I, guy. I'm a top guy type, yeah. Except yeah. for one. I'm like, the guy that didn't like red and yellow Hogan, and I was more of a Macho Man guy because I'm like, screw I'm the guy that's like, fuck Mickey Mouse. Who's Goofy and Donald Duck? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I'm i a top guy type of guy. Because if it wasn't Moxie with the title, I'd be marking out for Cody. And no, and that's the only other person guy. I think that should. I know he's not allowed to compete for that title, but that's a one guy that I think should have been the champion. Like, Well, you know what I would do to get this title on Cody? Because I do think they can still work it. He has to be a heel to go after. I, either that. There's two ways. There's either he turns heel and he says, I signed the contract before I said. Or I just don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to go yeah. after the bad guy. Or, or there's number two, <laughs> as a baby face. I mean, th- this, this way would be pretty predictable, but I just think it'd be a nice feel-good moment. Once MJF finally gets his hands on that title and has a as his time with the championship, when it's time for MJF to drop it, that babyface Cody come in and you say, you know what, you costed this to me. I'll make a deal with you. If put the title on the line against me, and if I lose, I will step down from an in-ring role and only be an EVP. That's great. That's great. And then he, yeah, and then he beats MJF for the title. I feel like that that could be something very interesting. I don't know. Like I, I was down with MJF beating Moxley when they had the match. I was like that would have been tremendous. That's what I said too. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had an issue with it. But I like you. Like I'm a mark for Moxley. But so I was other than that, I think you can keep the title off MJF for a bit. He's so young. He has so He's much. 24, I think the no, it's not necessary. Like you can have guys like Hangman or Omega go win that title before MJF does. I think they're gonna go the the Kenny Omega route and when he turns heel they're gonna have a rematch from full gear last year and John Moxley's gonna well, lose the title and they're gonna be one one. I have a big question for you. Do you guys see Jericho becoming a two time uh, AEW world champion? No. Honestly, most people don't see it but unless I, it's extremely necessary. He was absolutely positively the right person to be the first champion though. 100%. There's no better option. 100%. I don't I don't think he needs to. If it happens I'm not against it. I just I don't think he needs to. That's true. Oh, obviously he doesn't need to, but I I want it to happen just because I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, but he's always he's like that guy that's like it's always an option. It's like when Shawn Michaels had that second run from 2002 to 2010. He never really yeah. needed to win the title. Yeah, that's true. He won yeah. that world title once. It was great. He lost it the next month. Triple H, and then you're like he just he doesn't need to. <laughs> 
just a goat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Meaningful feuds with people with the titles. Look what he did for the Orange Cassidy. You can do that with so many other people. Oh, yeah. The title never really necessarily needs to be on him. That's true, yeah. 100%. yeah. Oh, definitely. It doesn't necessarily need to. Eventually, when he feuds with Sammy one day, or if he feuds with MJF himself, like, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, yeah. 100%. Yeah, he doesn't need it. I just has a big Jericho mark. You have Moxley, you have Hangman, you have Omega. You know, eventually you have MJF, you have Cody, you have Brody Lee. You have Lance Archer. You have Brian Cage. It's a lot of guys. Darby Allen's going to be a huge. I had, I had a theory, and we're going to wrap this up after this theory, though. Um, I, I And I think they're actually doing it. They're going to defend the FTW title. And I and I know a lot of people are like, oh, anti so many titles. But I'm like, if you do it the right way, it works. Like, look, man, back in the day, WCW had the U.S. had the television title. And, like, it worked because you segregated who actually competed for what, and it just – Fucking word. Yeah, yeah. And I do think like the TNT title is that secondary title. That is the Kobe, the Brody Lee, maybe the MJF title. But I'm like the FTW title could be like what happens in New Japan, like that never opened, like that hard hitting title. That's like true. that's the that's like yeah. the hardcore match. That's like the no hold bars, but that's like the hard hitting match. That's the title for those people. That's the title for the Darby Allens and the Brian Cages and the Ricky Starks and the Eddie Kingston's. Like they take pride over having that. FTW title. Well, like the other guys, like Brody Lee's and the Hangman's and the Kenny Omega's and those guys, they want to wrestle for the, you know, the TNT title. Mm-hmm. And then also the heavyweight title is the heavyweight title on that side. Like, I think the FTW title could be another title on the brand that's like the the rough, tough, the gritty title. Because they, they're, they're making the TNT title feel like the prestigious title, like the secondary title to the world title. Like, you have, when you hold that, you got to hold a class and real competition and actual matches, like time limit, da da da. But mm-hmm. the FTW title be like, no, this is a brawl, man. This is a brawler's title, man. Yeah. I like, hey, yeah. Do you want to fight? Do you want to wrestle? TNT? I've been a fight, FTW. Like, I've yeah, been teaching yeah. for a long time. I think a good way to get even more people invested in the AEW Dark is an AEW Dark Championship because it also gives you gives the guys who aren't on Dynamite like something to fight for. That's fair. Yeah. Hundred percent. But yeah, I, that was just my take on the FTW title. I just, you know, I think we talked enough about AEW. Just before we sign off and call this one quits, guys, Cena sucks. Cena's <laughs> amazing. AEW is amazing. John Moxley is amazing. You know, it'd be so cool if Cena showed up in AEW and he turned heel. That would be really cool, but he'd never leave WWE. <laughs> he he might return as a heel after the oh, stuff. Two Vikram's point. He's just too passionate, man. He's, like, he's too so passionate, passion, man. It does. He cares about this stuff. He even told The Rock, like, you left WWE for Hollywood and I stayed here. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. He was asked to go Hollywood in 2009. He was asked to go Hollywood. Yes, he was. They pitched for him to go Hollywood so that they could draw in more mainstream. This movies. guy, at this point, Vicar yeah. might as well just write Cena's book because he knows. It was everything. right after the Probably. Marine. It was, it was with. We all love Chris Van Vliet, right? It was in an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Don't try to soften up Cena with Chris Van Vliet. I'm that just saying that's. Who you who you like Chris, you must like Cena. So, like. No oh, man, Cena's you compared Cena to Sasha Banks. He's you way better than her. Cena to Cody Rhodes, and now I love Cody. But yeah, tried to Cena. make me like Cena by dropping Chris Van Vliet's name. Like, what is that? What? No, I'm Chris saying in the interview with Chris Van Vliet, that's when he said he was going to go Hollywood. He waited till he was 40, not the first chance he got. So where was this like experiment focus group where they made you drink this John Cena Kool Aid? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's called. Growing up with the internet as a kid, yeah. 
Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. Chain gang. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Cena Asians, but I'll you, always you, I, be a chain gang guy. I loved, I loved that era. I loved Cena. I was a Cena fan from 02 to 05. Yeah, that was, chain, that was chain gang arrows. Very and good. I was down with him when he was on SmackDown. He beat JBL and he had the rematch. And then he got drafted to Raw and he beat Christian and Chris Jericho. And I'm like, F this. Oh, guy. hell yeah, man. So no. <laughs> and then he beat so Triple good. H at WrestleMania. Then so he beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. So good, man. And then he lost yeah. to Orton. When do you, you, you have a top guy, man? They're a top guy for a reason because they're supposed to be you know what better his, than his best WrestleMania match was. In my opinion, I'd go with Shawn Michaels. I would go with him getting squashed by The Undertaker in two minutes. <laughs> Boy, you're crazy, man. <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> right, yeah, but you know, a perfect Cena heel turn would have been cheating to beat the streak. I think we can all oh, agree on that. 100%. I, I was so behind by that. Uh, the the perfect heel Cena turn would be if he actually ever actually turned heel. I would be so happy if he doesn't make, doesn't make any sort of comeback and he comes back as a bad guy because he faced the Fiend last. Yeah, and then he wins the seventeenth title. Ric Flair, reign. It's over. Not be man. beat by anybody. It's been way too long. He should not. It should not be beat by anybody. Besides, besides Charlotte Flair, with the women's. Oh side. my God, you are insane! <laughs> no, that, that's not even the same thing. It's the different division. That's like saying he's going this to is... be a seventeen-time women's okay, champion. But that's not that's not breaking her father's record because she's in a different and then division. She's gonna run the rumble and okay, she's gonna wait, win the event. Wait a second. So Roman wait, Reigns and win are, the men's wait, world title. Okay. <laughs> then, but it's not. <laughs> no. And it's gonna be a first time ever. If she wins seventeen <laughs> women, love first time ever. If she wins seventeen world titles, bro. Or women's titles, it, it's not give it to Randall. Thing. Randall's actually these flares. You think this guy should win four Cena? more world championships, Randy Orton? Yeah, hell yeah, he's no, he's no. four, yeah, one or two. Four is not that much. He actually stuck, four, he didn't, can, he didn't can us for Hollywood, you know. He didn't can us for Hollywood either. He's the only face of the company to ever be on a full-time schedule for like 10-plus years. Besides, Ooh. if you want to go Ooh. way back. Cena. Well, how long has Orton so been there for? He wasn't the face of the company. He should have been. And and he wasn't working all... He, now he's not working what all about the house that shows guy, like Paul, Levis- Paul Levisky or something? I forget his name. He didn't work all the house shows either. I'm talking a full-time schedule. As the you, face. I mean, how do you know he worked all the house shows? Were you his roadie? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. He was literally like at every single house show. Was this part of like the cult that you guys had to like know his yes. schedule? <laughs> so this obviously, is obviously, like okay, obviously he's not like every single. I'm gonna one. name Maybe that the the Nation. Like, like if we're going back, like we'd have to go. Way I want to end this, but I don't want to end this because this is just so entertaining to me. Oh, I will defend Cena until the end of time. Straight up. He's not that good. He's amazing. He's good, but he's not that good. He's, he's that good. He's a good promo, but he's no rock. I think oh, Brett Hart's you mean, the, you mean the guy that he... You he's a good wrestler, he... but he's no Brett or Sean. Okay, I agree or... with the wrestling part. I think Cena is better than the rock on the mic. What? Yeah. I think The Rock... Well, I'm talking serious. The Rock is better at comedy stuff on the mic, but like realistically, besides the catchphrases and stuff, when they when it was truly those two going into WrestleMania 28, 
cutting serious promos on each other, I think Cena was better. Threw both them out the water. Okay, done. Ooh. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna end it on that. CM Punk, your arms are not long enough to. Bomb. There's no bomb. pipe bomb without John Cena. Yeah, because that's how angry he makes people. <laughs> yes, then you wouldn't get no pipe. That's bomb. how annoying he is. Punk had to be like, yo. You know what? At least he's be better ones at least, dead. at least he still had people watching. Who? The ratings. Everybody. Came. No, they didn't. The ratings came when he left, bro. And you have to remember when, when, when Cena started coming up, this is around the time when like DVRs started happening. Eventually, wow. live streaming came in. Like, like, come on now. And dude, the ratings came before he was even the face. It's like Brock Lesnar time. Does Cena touch you as a kid? Like, what happened? <laughs> Cena inspired me so much as a kid. He's the reason why I'm in wrestling school right now. Oh, my God. Uh, Dukes. Yeah, no, Tyson Dukes is the one who's training me. But I mean, like, my main inspiration as a kid. I'm going to DM Tyson Dukes, and I'm going to be like, listen, man. The Vikram kid doesn't care about you. He said, you know, Tyson's whatever, but Cena's my main I man. didn't say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're telling me? Oh, my. You know what? He was stopped watching wrestling when Cena came. The main no, man. man. The they were. It was still the people so that just mainstream. fell off, and it was like, wow. This no, is this, no, 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 no. It, it it fell out of the mainstream when Cena left. No, they it, so it fell out of the mainstream when Cena was there. Hell, no, Cena was the last. So hard, big star. We tried so hard to be mainstream. They even started a whole goddamn guest host era, and it still sucked. So like, this guy was the true. last mainstream face of the company. Now. Now he is. No, he was mainstream. Like a lot of five, six years. I was like, oh, it's John Cena. No, 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 no. If you walked into, into, like, a crowd of people in, like, 2006, and you said John Cena, 95%. I would walk up to him and be like. But now if you go in there and you say someone. (laughs) If you went in there now and you said someone, like, who's on top now? Like. Seth Rollins. I love Seth Rollins, but you're that's not gonna turn as many heads as John Cena would have. How sad were you when Seth Rollins beat Cena at SummerSlam? For oh, I was so happy. I was like, finally, oh. this guy, thank God. I was on the moon. I was like, oh. yo, John Stewart is now my favorite person in the world. I was still I was still in my phase where I was like doing oh all these videos. So yeah. <sighs> Big match, John and Vikram, dude. I hope we get to meet John Cena one day. That's I, I I honestly love him too. All jokes aside, man. I, I I would too, to be honest. I would actually love to meet him. I think he's a, he's I, a cool dude. Yeah. You can't deny his influence on the business. How big of a star he is, and he is honestly not on my top ten personal all time favorites. But if you were gonna make a Mount Rushmore or talk about the some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Cena's in the near the top of that list without a shadow of a doubt. He's up there with Hogan and Austin and The Rock and Taker and whatnot. Like you have to put him in that category. Um, I respect the show of him. I think nobody, I, I always joke around and say that if I ran a company or a business, I would want John Cena as an employee. He seems like the ideal employee. Um, but before we wrap this up, guys, John Cena sucks. And from 2005 <laughs> to 2011, he, he was, was the best. And he, he, was killed the best. he killed professional wrestling. He killed professional wrestling. He was a generation of like Vikram. He maintained he was professional like wrestling being mainstream. He is God. Do you remember when wrestling was mainstream and they were like at the VMAs and the Children's Choice Awards? 
And they, they still were when Cena was around. Yeah. But not anybody else but Cena. You know when you could like send because other, he was the you could send strong. you could send other talent too. Like you could watch a Cineo Hall, but that was 2011 when the Cena like the Kool Aid was wearing off everybody. You're like, yo, we have other talent here, guys. <laughs> like, and Cena was still the person people were asking in the mainstream to come over and represent WWE because he nobody cared about anybody else. As good as they were, nobody cared. As they made Cena the guy and they killed us. No, they killed the business. Cena, Cena stood killed out. the business. Cena made no Cena was the last person. To you know how many young bucks wrote that book, Killing the Business from the Backyards to the this John Cena started a book killing the business from 2005 to 2011. No, John Cena should write a book saving the business from 2005 oh. to 2011. Because when he went part-time. <laughs> uh. I, I don't, okay, in, in reality, though, all joke aside, I don't really consider the business killed. I just think it's evolved. <laughs> but but it was much higher when Cena was. <laughs> Hey, you want to know when it, when it evolved? When Cena decided that he wasn't going to be No, it evolved when Cena left and then everybody started. Hey, hey, we had Daniel Bryan out of John Cena, though. Think about it that way. When Bryan the, the minute no, the minute Cena left is when matches started becoming fast-paced with 75 su suicide dives per match. That's the minute Cena left. That's yeah, what wrestling Because Cena couldn't do a suicide dive if his life depended on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who cares if you can't do a suicide dive? Everyone else does them now. So. And you're, you're saying things were better than Cena. What? Let me tell you something about when I, when I, one of the things I remember vividly about Cena's run was Cena had a feud with R Truth, and the weapon of choice was a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is the stupidest shit I've seen in my life. And then you know what happened? Like a week later, Punk dropped a pipe bomb. And I'm like, oh, finally, wrestling can not stop being so goddamn cheap. It got mainstream. It got, it got, it started catching fire. Because like, of oh, CM, CM Punk. No, CM Punk it was guy. always mainstream. Nobody was talking about Cena and his water Everybody bottle. Maybe the kids that were watching Cartoon Network Everybody and, and, and then after that, everyone. There was so much buzz about CM Punk. He got on like Nickelodeon. He got like you know like slimed and shit. I was like, oh my it's god! Finally and then Vince was like, no, 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 no. We got to push Cena that way. That was not even how Vince it was went, like, dude. That's my husband. They John were Cena. they were still mainstream before the pipe bomb. You just don't want to admit it because the guy who was mainstream before the pipe bomb was Cena. Yeah, and guess what? The guy who was mainstream after himself on the top. The guy, the guy who was mainstream after the pipe bomb was still Cena. After a few months, Cena's a political bastard. No, <laughs> he's just the he's just the king, man. He's the cream of the crop. Politics. The king of wrestling at the time. He's the Donald Trump of the WWE. No, Cena Punk was like the Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Yeah, he he quit. <laughs> yeah, for the people, yeah. the people were stupid. Oh no, man, he quit because we gotta uh, wrap it. He, we're going, like, we're oh, going two hours here. This is the cult of like, Nation, guys. He's I, like, oh, I, I, I just can't Seattle touch back. Cena. The fuck, I barely got to talk because Vikram's in love with John Cena. But <laughs> man, it's just you can't, dude. I, I would be here all night talking about Cena. I would say that. Man, this is like your you remember when Cena the Rock was supposed to go once in a lifetime? Do you remember that? Oh, the second match. All right, I would have had Cena win the first one, oh but God. he had to win the feud eventually. Uh... Passing the torch. If you were, if you were, if you were realistically okay with Rock beating, without a doubt, 
It froze oh, on froze. you because it froze on you because even the internet's like, man, shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna wrap it up while this guy's frozen. Guys, tune in to the Dropkick Podcast. Follow them on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And well, I guess it's all the same place and all those places. Follow the TWC show, guys. I apologize. This one ran long. Just <laughs> do John Cena. And please, please don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'll see you all next week. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. Are you okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm